This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Friday, July 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania state officials released updated guidance to safely reopening schools on Thursday. Some of the recommendations include requiring parents to do daily symptom screenings and limit student interactions by staggering class times. But a day after the Philadelphia School District released its reopening plan, some teachers and public health care workers are speaking out and cautioning about reopening in person. One teacher in the district says they're in poorly vent- ventilated buildings and dealing with asbestos and other health concerns, and now COVID is being added to that. Philadelphia school officials said a key to their reopening plan is the ability to quickly shift between online learning, in-person, and a combination of the two when positive COVID-19 cases start affecting the schools. Kathy, is there any chance that asbestos kills COVID? I know, seriously, that <laughs> would be because, amazing. Because, honestly, that would be a win, right? <laughs> they wouldn't have to redo the That'd schools. That'd be such a win. Right. The plan outlines safety precautions, like requiring staff and students to wear masks, capping classrooms at 25 students and disinfecting high-touch surfaces every four hours to keep everyone safe. This is what Philadelphia schools said. Some teachers say the plan is not feasible. Healthcare professionals say the mask breaks that the children will get, such as lunchtime, are going to pose a larger health risk. The best practice recommendations for schools outlined by the Department of Health and Education include masks uh, must be worn by students and staff at school and on the bus. Uh, the bus. Masks can be removed when they eat or drink. Uh, this was an order signed by the Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine. Students or caregivers should do daily symptom screenings before the child leaves for school. Students and teachers and other staff are strongly encouraged to follow social distancing throughout the day with six feet of separation between desks and other seating. If possible, hold classes in gyms, auditoriums, or uh, larger outdoor spaces where physical distancing can be maintained. Student seating should be facing in the same direction. Uh, Limit student interaction by staggering class times, creating one-way walking patterns in the hallways, and when feasible, keeping students in the classroom and rotating the teachers instead. For breakfast and lunch, consider serving individual packaged meals in classrooms and avoid across-the-table seating. If meals are served in a cafeteria, sit students at least six feet apart. Limit the number of students on playgrounds at one time and encourage social distancing. Encourage the use of virtual gatherings, events, and extracurricular activities. If you take all of these recommendations into account, the plan released by the Philadelphia School District doesn't work. 25 children in a classroom doesn't allow them to be six feet apart. So there may be some editing to some of these plans that the schools have oh, come I'm up sure. with. Yeah. Officials in Montgomery County say they are troubled by the recent lack of compliance with health guidance put in place to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Dr. Valerie Arkush, the chair of the Montgomery County Board of Commissioners, gave two examples during a Wednesday press briefing. A youth league sports coach who tested positive but continued coaching several games and attended a graduation party that had more than 100 attendees. You know where this happened? Oh, no. Harleysville. Oh, okay. you know what? She didn't announce where it took place. Oh, yeah. It was in Harleysville. It's in my, uh, it's, you know, it's a mile away from my house. Oh, my God. Wait, and just let me correct what I said. So so it's actually two separate incidents. It's mm-hmm. it's the coach, um, and he attended a 4th of July party, and then there was a second incident where it was a graduation party of 100 uh, attendees. I the said, graduation party is the that's one. That's what happened. And then, yeah, yeah. then some lifeguards at a community yes, pool so it's been connected it to that. Right? And yeah. now, and from what I understand, the pool didn't know about the, the symptoms and the people were being, t- or the, 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 uh, the person... <laughs> 
that they were being close to this person who had had it. They didn't let the members know about yeah, it. Yeah, so that's part. The, yeah, that's the whole part of what. Um, oh, was this the graduation party you went to to scam some beers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were no, low. listen. This is you know, this is right in my backyard, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, and that's people what our... being. Stupid. Well, this and this is Selfish. what Arkush is saying is, is that they're, but they're not, um, they're not cooperating with them. So, so, so like, if knew... people went to these parties, they didn't, uh, they weren't able to contact the other people at the party because this guy didn't give names. Okay, so these, this guy knew that he had it. So let mm-hmm. me give you the story. According okay. to Arkush, the coach admitted to the county a contact tracing team to not always practicing social distancing and not always wearing his mask. Because of this, the Office of Public Health re- recommended that 12 players and all three other coaches be quarantined for a 14-day period. Arkush categorized the coach as partially cooperating with the con- contract contact tracing team, <laughs> uh, but not completely. Contact tracers learned that the coach attended a 4th of July party while infected. However, Arkush said that the coach was unwilling to give the names of the others at the party. This meant uh, that the team could not notify others that they had come in contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID-19. I don't get it. it. Well, is that now a finable offense? Or are they there? I know in some areas they're attempting to exact a fine. I don't know if that's legal to do that. I think it's the right thing to do. You should do it out of deference to other people's health. I don't know what would stop someone from, from giving up that information. I, I have no Just idea. to help other people, perhaps, especially if those people... Maybe well, not at risk themselves could pass something on to someone who is. Exactly. Well, that's the point. That's the point exactly. of the whole of this. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, maybe is it like a little bit of uh, embarrassment that he right. that he knew he had it and went to this party and now he's being called out about so it? So he knew he had it and went to these places. That's that's, that's what they're saying. Yeah. That's my understanding. Non cooperation with contact contact tracers. Well, what can do the result, people say at the party? <laughs> can result in outbreaks that are substantial and can infect many, many, many people in our community. She said. Arkush also cited a large graduation party. At the end of June, that had more than 100 people in attendance. Mm. She said there was no mask wearing and no social distancing. It was identified to the Office of Public Health that attendees were sharing drinks and vape pens. Several possible positive <laughs> cases, I'm sorry, several positive cases have been identified as possibly being affected at the party. Arkush said they believe several other cases from the party, uh, but the people who tested positive have not admitted to being at the party. Arkush said that they believe many others could have been exposed, but have not been able to notify them because the party go- goers uh, that they were aware that they did not share the names. County officials uh, do know that the positive cases spread the virus to first responders, pool lifeguards, and other groups who have regular contact with the public. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I have nothing to say here. Okay. 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 Thank Thank you. You. Arcus it, said it was the defense rests. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I know you're speechless. It's like, dude, just you're do your freaking, do your part. I know. Dude, do your yeah. part. Yep. Like, yep. we're all in this together, a hole. So please, just these do are uncertain your part. times. These are uncertain times. Yep. Arkush said the decision people are making today will manifest fully in four to six weeks, just when children are preparing to return to school. Uh, She did not say what party the counties were in, but uh, Preston, we learned that it's possibly Harleysville. Uh, She said the county never releases the names of positive cases, so people people who test positive should coordinate with the uh, contact tracing team because otherwise you're not going to be able to let these people know. And this story in particular is helping us, is helping inform us on our decision of whether or not send our kids to school. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. right there in our community. So, I mean, listen, before it was COVID, it was things like the common cold. Don't send your child to school if he's got the cold. It, it was like it, it was like an unwritten rule for parents. Yeah, like you just don't do it. <laughs> you so, don't send so, your so, kid to school. So take out COVID, right, for anybody out there that's like, 
that's a hoax, a scam. Right. Take that out of the picture. If you're sick, don't go somewhere. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I was I was a basketball coach this past year. I was sick, and I didn't go. Yeah. And that was before I knew anything about COVID. I didn't want to get my kids sick because that stuff spreads. Don't go. You God no, damn it. You have nothing to say about this. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. But, like, when you insert the words coronavirus or COVID, and now it all becomes this hot-button topic. Oh, well, you know. If you're Listen, sick, don't, if you're don't sick, go if you have the flu, don't go to work. Whatever it may be. If, <laughs> if it's you have contagious. a cold, don't go to work. Absolutely. What he said. Exactly. He but no he doesn't words. have anything to say. I, I got no, nothing, nothing to say. To say I got nothing this. to say. I'm not adding anything for fear he has even more no words. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel your frustration, Kate. Philadelphia gyms and fitness centers can reopen on Monday. The announcement came as a surprise for gym owners. According to Philadelphia Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley, everyone in a gym will have to wear a mask and maintain six-foot distance throughout their visit. Classes must have less than 10 people, and outdoor exercise is encouraged. Dr. Farley said officials will be conducting unscheduled inspections and will make changes if businesses are not following the rules. If people are not masked during the inspection, the gym will be closed, Farley said. Also, if spread of COVID-19 is identified in a gym, that gym will be closed down. If you find it difficult to exercise with a mask on, don't go to the gym, Farley says. Outdoor exercise is strongly being suggested, even though these businesses are able to reopen their doors. Farley announced 157 additional confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the city, bringing the number of confirmed cases to 28,024. Four, there were 18 additional deaths. Uh, speaking of outdoor exercise, I know about one gym downtown that has an outdoor area for, for exercise. It's a gym, and they have a little courtyard area. Do you guys know about many gyms around where you can there's be a one, gym member? And, there's and one in Southerton, man, that's okay. got all this, like, jungle gym equipment outside, yeah. out front. Oh, and I'm that's like, cool. if my shoulder wouldn't matter, <laughs> yeah. it looks awesome. And, and so the outdoor and, and those outdoor exercise trails. <laughs> yes. Uh, See that, that gym? That, that's the gym where I think I, I, I would consider working <laughs> I out. I think I'd be yeah. good at that gym. <laughs> well, no, and, but... Uh, but I know what you're talking about, and and there are a yeah. lot of parks that have those trails that right. have pull up bars and and um, there's and one in the Wissahickon apparatus. And there's uh, down on um, uh, East River Drive. I run a class in our own parking lot. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I do. Well, you got those tires yeah. that you can lift over and stuff. Absolutely. Like, I actually well, Nick, was, I take of them off the, the cars. <laughs> I think most gyms like restaurants, you know, who don't normally do say outdoor dining. The, yeah. the gyms are now doing outdoor classes. They're taking a lot of stuff outside and leaving stuff out there so people can come and work out outside. I saw a guy the other day. Uh, Casey had a uh, javelin class, and he, Stop he, it. he he's a trainer. Dude. But people are doing this because it's an outdoor activity that's aerobic and exercise. And, like and there's a, it's, it's it was however. Neat. When you throw it between the time it's thrown and it ends up on the other, it has to be wiped <laughs> off before it hits the ground. <laughs> I was riding my bike through Cooper River Park yesterday in Jersey. Stay and they had, at home. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't have any symptoms. I'm, okay. I'm, you know, right, and right. that, that's I'll another part that, well, you brought it up, Steve. If you're, if you're asymptomatic, I, I get it that you're out and about, right? So anyway, uh, but I saw classes out by the river, like a whole bunch of different types of classes that I thought was really cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I've been doing. I haven't gone inside the gym right. yet. Uh, I've done everything outside. Yeah, and it's been beautiful too. So I've been I've been going out and running. By the way, just be careful this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be, be 120 degrees. degrees. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. In sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. (laughs) 
Washington's NFL team hired an attorney to review the organization's protocols, including its culture, policies, and allegations of workplace misconduct. The move was made while speculation swirled around a story by the Washington Post. The story involves allegations of 15 former employees, all women, of sexual harassment by former scouts and member members of owner Dan Snyder's inner circle. Within the past week, front office members Richard Mann and Alex Santos, as well as radio play-by-play voice Larry Michael, left the organization. All three are accused of misconduct in the Washington Post story. The NFLPA database shows that 72 NFL players were known to have tested positive for the coronavirus as of July 10th. The NFL and the Players Association continue to negotiate rules for training camps, which may begin later this month, and the regular season is supposed to begin in September. And in sad news, Tony Taylor, a second baseman who played 15 of his 19 big league seasons with the Phillies and was inducted into their Wall of Fame in 2002, died following complications of a stroke suffered in 2019. He was 84 years old. Mm. Taylor was born in 1935 in Cuba and made his major league debut in 1958 at the age of 22. He was acquired by the Phillies in May of 1960 and was an all-star that season. Taylor also played for the Tigers and then returned to the Phils for his final three seasons until 1976. He batted 261 with 298 doubles, 86 triples, 75 home runs, 598 RBIs, 1,005 runs, and 234 stolen bases in 2,195 career games. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, welcome all. A Friday has landed right where it's supposed to be, and uh, we are happy about that, so happy that we will have a chance for you to win our Word of the Week prize. Yep, we're going to let you do that. A Pizik Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit which we'll give away from Landis Block at the end of today's program. So we hope you'll stick around for the entire show. Uh, we also have some other stuff going on. We, we have a few uh, tchotchkes, things to uh, to give to you throughout the course of the morning, so make sure you don't miss out. And we have guest-wise guitarist Vernon Reed of the band Living Color. Now, why are we having Vernon Reed on? Well, there was a Twitter exchange uh, in which he gave a, a really cool peek into the band's uh, history as far as when... Like cult of cult of personality broke and and had them, you know, usher into the uh, the world of rock. Um, and he had credited uh, WMMR as breaking the song. Yeah, just um, really cool. A, a nod, uh, and we're like, oh, we we we, we got to get him on. And, and which is interesting because us being employees here for the past fifteen plus years, yeah, yeah, you know, we don't really know all of the history of the radio station. I didn't know. I know MMR has broken a lot of music over the years, but. I know, you know they hired Kathy. He, uh, he kind of <laughs> credits he kind of credits MMR for breaking the record and therefore opening up the door. And I'm curious as to because some bands will will put out their best effort, and if it doesn't hit, then it's like guys, we gave it a great run, right, we right, gave it a shot. And um, I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to find real jobs now. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and who knows what bands we may have seen because they missed out on the opportunity. But MMR was integral. And uh, them breaking as artists. So we're going to chat with them about that later on this morning. I thought it was a pretty cool little thing. Um, so we have that. And I don't know what the hell else going on today. We'll find many things. Thanks so nice, much. Nice text came in for you, Preston. I think you'd like to read this. Uh, it says, here we go. It says, uh, Preston's voice is like coffee for me. In the morning, I need to hear it or else I get a headache. Is that weird? Wow. <laughs> the way they wake uh-huh. up. Well, very nice. So your weekends must suck with those headaches you have. <laughs> uh, but listen, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. I have a ton of entertainment stories to get to, so let's not stop the entertainment. No! Let's come back in a moment and get right to it. We'll have a stupid question, and yes, courtesy of Casey, we have one that finishes the theme of all the stupid Hi. questions this week. We'll be back. Stay with us. 
Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do our final stupid question of the week. Going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And this one, courtesy of Casey, it's been a movie line thing every day this week. And here's the question. This is the most obscure one yet, but here we go. Are you sure? All right, and I had to say it that way in order for you to hopefully, hopefully have it ring a bell, okay? Are you sure? What's the answer to that? 215-263-WMMR. Call now, and let's see if we can get a winner. I'll go through some birthdays Friday, July 17th. Kill a little bit of time while we're waiting for your call to come in. It is the great David Hasselhoff's birthday. Oh, oh my God. Uh-huh. The legend uh-huh. is celebrating his 68th birthday today. So first soap opera, right? Was it As the World Turns? What was his soap opera? I don't opera? know. I don't know, but All I right. think you're right. He was a soap guy. Soap dude into Knight Rider. Yep. yep. Into Baywatch. <laughs> yes. Into SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. And Baywatch Nights. Baywatch Nights, the X-Files-like <laughs> spinoff. And one of the greatest videos ever made, the locomotion video. Oh, that's right. And then he did some other... You remember the outrageous video he did where he's, like, flying on a dinosaur? Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was all this bizarre surreal... Was that hooked for Hooked on a Field? Yes. No, no, no. No? It, it, it was, was years after another one. Yeah. Was, oh, I thought it was... But I, I thought or did that they was redo song. it with that yeah, song? that was the song playing in the background. I, I think he's just right. Man, but it was it was insane. So, uh, yeah. You know what? But he yeah, gets it. He gets it. Yeah. He gets him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he's funny in Dodgeball when he's berating the, uh, the German team. Oh, my God. It's been so yeah, long yeah. since I've seen it. But, yeah, he's uh, 68 today. The, the Hoff, David Hasselhoff. Uh, it is also Camilla Parker Bowles. <laughs> birthday. The prince, the wife of Prince Charles. I forgot her distinction, her title. She's unattractive. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah, that's that's she's, she's unattractive. Very unattractive and homely, Camilla. You know what, though? The, uh, the boys, as they'll go, uh, they'll go by... Uh, they actually adore Camilla Parker Bowles, okay. even though obviously they loved their mother, Princess Diana. But she's she was between the proverbial rock and a hard place because if you remember the whole scandal about Charles saying he wanted to be her tampon. Yeah, they were they were talking on the phone and yeah. they, he was joking. He's like, it could be a, maybe if I was a tampax or something <laughs> along those lines. And that was a huge scandal. scandal of course, yeah. Yeah. I want to prefer to forget. But when yeah. you when you watch the Queen or the Crown, I mean, um, they really uh, paint them as falling in love earlier on in life. And then yeah. she married somebody else, and he married somebody. That's else. exactly what happened. Yeah. He, he always pined for her, right? Uh, which amazes me. But there you go. Yep. Uh, so seventy three today. Uh, the great Donald Sutherland is oh. way up there. He's 85 years old. I just watched uh, Ad Astra, which I was telling you about, Preston, the Brad Pitt movie about space. And um, How is it? It's I really liked it. It's not great, uh, yeah. but the space scenes, Steve, are really well done. And it was on yesterday. I was catching a little bit of it. Brad Pitt's great, um, but uh, Donald Sutherland and Tommy Lee Jones are both in it, and they were both in that space movie, Space Cowboys. Space, space Cowboys, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but Donald Sutherland sort of plays this uh, protective figure f- uh, to Brad Pitt for a bit, and he's great. It's good to see him. And everything from um, the Animal dir- House. Dir- Dirty Does. In Mash, Animal House, yep. Uh, Hunger Games, you know, man still works. Uh, 85 years old today. PJ Souls, uh, Steve, you know, yes. from Carrie and Halloween and Rock and Roll High School and Stripes. Who do we just. 70 years old. 70. Today. Wow. Who do we just say she was married to? She was married yeah, to somebody I remember famous. you saying that, and I don't remember who it was. I don't know. Mitch right. McConnell. 
Mitch no, McConnell? No, no, no. All right. I don't think uh, it's that. It wasn't. All right. So who do you call it was married to Kevin Klein? Uh, that was uh, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Yesterday was Yeah, over. yeah, yeah. All right. So she's 70 today. Uh, Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath. Uh, he is also turning 70 years old. And uh, Sabbath still, you know, a lot of, lot of, uh, they still get new fans. It's pretty wild. Man. We we found out that there were multiple drum kits at Live Aid, and yeah. there was one black drum kit specifically for Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, yeah. Uh, so happy 70th uh, to Geezer Butler. Also, John Ventimiglia, who played Artie Bucco on The Sopranos. Uh, he is uh, 57 years old. It's just old. Uh, Big Pussy's birthday. That is correct, yep. Uh, Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany. Is celebrating her 66th birthday. A lot of people probably know her as Ricky Schroeder from <laughs> Silver Spoons. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. As a child, she was yes, Ricky she Schroeder. Yes, Ricky Schroeder. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Uh, local fella, Mike Vogel, actor. We've had him on the show a few times. Uh, he was in, I think, Cloverfield is where we first... We worked first... with him, didn't we? Preston on the mechanic? I, we, mechanic I think we did. Mike yes, Vogel I forgot about yes. our time together. Yeah. Was he in I, that dome? Uh, yes. Yeah, he was in Under the Dome, the dome yeah. Yeah. and uh, The Help, and a number of movies. He's uh, 41 today. And then the last birthday I saw is Billy Lord. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Billy Lord is daughter of Carrie Fisher, granddaughter of Debbie Reynolds. Oh, Billy. And uh, she was in Scream Queens. And she's also in American Horror Story 1984. Ah. And she is like this, Preston, this um, uh, sexy, slutty, uh, you know, Jane found a workout sort of girl. Okay. And, uh, but she's a sociopath, but she's great. All right. Excellent. She celebrates her 28th birthday. Lord. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to our final cryptic question this morning. And the question is, are you sure? What's the answer to that? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? Good. Jen, are you sure? Positive. That is correct. Well done. It is from uh, my cousin Vinny. And it's when uh, Joe Pesci is asking, uh, what's your face? Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei about the, uh, the tire marks. And she's on the stand. And he goes, are you sure? And she goes, I'm positive. All right. So, Jen, you got it right. And we are going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Uh, summer's here. You can catch flavors of the season at Bonefish Grill. And enjoy Key West ahi tuna topped with roasted Hi. shrimp, fresh tomatoes, and avocados finished with a sweet chili mango vinaigrette. You can pair it perfectly with the Coral Reef Punch and order delivery uh, via DoorDash or Uber Eats. Or you can dine in. You can visit bonefishgrill.com. A lot to get to and not a lot of time. So let's dive in. Nick Cannon has announced that he is taking time off. From his nationally syndicated radio show. Huh, what happened? Following the fallout of his recent anti-Semitic comments, uh, Can announced uh, via Twitter yesterday, I've decided to take some time away from my radio show so I can commit myself to deeper, more thoughtful, or thorough reflection and education. I continue to express my gratitude to the rabbis, community leaders, and institutions who have reached out to me to help enlighten me. He said uh, their input and friendship will help me as I further commit myself to more profound learning 
and towards strengthening the bond between the black and Jewish cultures every day going What, what if he comes back a full Hasidic rabbi? Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild? Meanwhile, Rabbi Abram Cooper, who had a conversation with Nick earlier this week and explained to uh, him why Jewish people may be offended by his statements, uh, told TMZ that uh, Nick is seeking enlightenment. Cooper said that he spoke to Nick on the phone and said that he was apologetic up front, but more importantly, he listened when Cooper explained how his comments were hateful and harmful. So he's spending some time some people that can help him out. All right. But the best stuff comes in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Here we go. More stuff for you. Better than poop in the bed? Nothing's ever okay. going to be better no, than I'm poop sorry. in the bed. This is still that, good stuff. That's the brass ring on the merry-go-round. So <laughs> another series of alarming revelations, including testimony from, a testimony from his exes, Winona Ryder and Vanessa Paradis, uh, video footage of Johnny following an ex- alleged assault and a tale of bribery involving tacos and a homeless man. Mm, <laughs> that's love it. pretty good that's, stuff. That's good stuff. So, I would watch that show. So an owner writer uh, who was previously engaged to Johnny in uh, the 1990s and uh, Vanessa Paradis, who uh, he shares two children, gave evidence via written statement on Thursday in London's High Court. Ryder had said, in part, I knew Johnny very well years ago. We were uh, together as a couple for four years, and I counted him as my best friend and as close to me as family. I count on a relationship as one of the more more significant relationships of my life. I understand that it is very important that I speak from my own experience, as I obviously was not there during his marriage to Amber. But from my experience, which was so wildly different... I was absolutely shocked, confused, and upset when I heard the accusations against him. The idea that he is an incredibly violent person is the farthest thing from the Johnny I knew and loved. You go, girl. I cannot wrap my head around these accusations. He was never, never violent towards me. He was never, never abusive at all towards me. And he has never been violent or abusive towards anybody I have seen. You remember he had a tattoo, Winona. And when when the relationship broke up, he had it changed into wino. Correct. Yeah. Uh, she said, I truly and honestly only know him as a really good man, an incredibly loving, extremely caring guy uh, who he was so protective of me and the people that he loves. And I felt so very, very safe with him. Look at that. I do not want to call anyone a liar, but from my experience of Johnny, it is impossible to believe that such horrific allegations are true. I find it extremely upsetting knowing him as I do. Well, she's high profile, too. I, I can't imagine that won't help affect the outcome of this uh, proceeding because it, you have two, a couple of big people stepping up in support of him. Now, right. Vanessa Paradis, who was with Johnny for 14 years until their 2012 split, said, I am aware of the allegations which Amber Heard has publicly accused Johnny of more than four years now. For more than four years now. Uh, this is... Nothing like the true Johnny I have known, and from my personal experience of many years, I can say he was never violent or abusive to me. I have seen that these outrageous statements have been rare, uh, really distressing and also caused damage to his career because, unfortunately, people have gone on believing these false facts. Uh, this is so upsetting as he has helped so many persons in his personal and professional life with kindness and generosity. Mm-hmm. She, she never had any. Yeah, they were together that. for years. She's now this very much like this. Uh, meanwhile, footage of uh, Depp pacing around an elevator after he left their apartment following the final fight of their marriage was shown. Depp's former security guard, a guy named Sean Bett, admitted that Johnny had been extremely agitated before the showdown, which was a day after his mother had died. Mm-hmm. Adding that they entered the apartment when Heard started shouting at the top of her lungs. And he said, as soon as Miss Heard noticed that we had entered the room, she looked very surprised. Her demeanor then changed. 
She pointed at Mr. Depp and screamed to us words to the effect of, if he hits me one more time, I'm calling the police. Bet added that Depp was 20 feet away from Heard, who showed no signs of injury, and that Depp was, in fact, the one injured. Uh, she showed oh, up. Oh, man, this is, you know, this is, listen, we don't know. Uh, we don't know exactly what went on, but all the stuff that's coming out so far that you've said over the past couple of days paints Heard as some sort of sociopath. Yep. Uh, he's, he said she showed up at court days later with marks on her face, although several witnesses have said that they were not there when they saw her after the alleged attack. I forget why this is being uh, held in London. Do you guys remember? Uh, because, yeah, it's, because it's a London uh, tabloid. It's the Sun. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, so um, another security guard, this guy named Starling Jenkins, also testified that Heard forced him to buy Depp's phone from a homeless man for $425, three tacos, and other snacks. Wait, what? After she had thrown it off a balcony after a fight. I'll explain. Okay, okay. So he said, when I entered the residence, Amber explained to me that she had thrown Johnny's cell phone and the wallet containing it off the balcony the night before. Um, he said, the Find My iPhone application indicated that Johnny's phone was somewhere on the streets below the balcony of the residence. He eventually talked to a homeless man who had it, and uh, talked him into giving it back. He said he returned uh, the phone to me in exchange for the following. $425, three chicken tacos, <laughs> two bags of chips, two apples, and four bottles of water. What a deal. What a deal. <laughs> wow. And that's it. That's all I have for you. But that's... That's it, huh? I have a Find wow. My Hobo app on my phone, <laughs> and uh, it'll allow me to locate whatever hobo I happen to be working with at the time. Listen, what, what we've read so far, yes... Seems to indicate that, um, you know, she... Uh, I've determined that the, she may not be worth her looks. I, you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. So, anyhow, the, the case continues, as you would know. When will it wrap up? Do you have any indication on, on no. when these stories... Oh, are it wrapped not? up a week ago. It's just too much fun. <laughs> yeah, we're still rolling yeah, it yeah. up. Uh, on Sunday, Chuck Woolery wrote, The most outrageous lies are the ones about COVID-19. Everyone is lying. The CDC, media, Democrats, our doctors, not all... But most, and that they were that we are told to trust. Uh, I think it's all about the election and keeping the economy from coming back, which is about the election. I'm sick of it. Donald Trump retweeted that, by the way. And on Monday, he tempered his message slightly, writing, and this is Chuck Woolery writing this, to further clarify and add perspective. COVID-19 is real and it is here. My son tested positive for the virus. And I feel for our, for those suffering and especially for those who have lost loved ones. He's done a bit of an about face here. Uh, by Wednesday night, his account was completely deleted. And it's unclear if his son's diagnosis, the blowback he received to the original tweet, or if something else caused him or Twitter to remove his account. So he had a pretty bold statement coming out. And now his son has apparently tested positive. So that's pretty wild. You know what's funny about Chuck Woolery? Is I sometimes confuse him for David Hasselhoff. And no. I said, really? I know it's it's like my. I can uh, see that. Well, yeah. it's it's the uh, my um, Kurt Russell and Dennis Quaid thing. Right. They're nothing alike. No. But for some reason, I always confuse them with each other. Well, I used to watch Kurt Russell when he hosted Wheel of Fortune, and uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And now now I got four yeah. of them confused. So. All right. So hang on. Uh, what did he host? He hosted Love Connection. Love Connection, and he also hosted another game show, but I forget which one it was. Well, he was uh, Wheel of Fortune originally. He was the was original. He Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, okay, Chuck right. Willery was the original host of Wheel of Fortune. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the gift certificate and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's go shopping. 
And then... Uh, Did he do any of those... Um, oh, and he also hosted a show I actually liked, which was called Lingo. I don't know That's if you guys it. remember that or That's not. That's it, yep. It was kind of a, a, a word spelling. Connie thing. Lingo. No, not Connie Lingo. <laughs> Anal Lingo. <laughs> Analingo. <laughs> You made it better. Oh, my God. No, I didn't, but whatever. <laughs> a- ain't a lingo. Okay. Uh, let's see. Speaking of game shows, Alex Trebek is feeling good. Uh, the Jeopardy host. And he hopes you are, too. Released a video update Thursday explaining that despite the production shutdown caused by COVID-19 and his battle with pancreatic cancer, he hopes to return to the studio soon. I believe we have a clip. We do. Of Mr. Trebek. Here we go. As many of you know, whenever there's a break in our Jeopardy tape schedule, I often take that opportunity to grow some facial hair. Clearly, I've been doing that while waiting for us to safely return to the studio, which I hope will be very, very soon. I'm doing well. I've been continuing my treatment, and it is paying off, though it does fatigue me a great deal. My numbers are good. I'm feeling great. My wish for all of you, stay safe. Nice. Good what a hear. class act, for Christ's sake. And, I, and my wife and I sit there every night going, they could easily do this show. It's it's no problem to space out the contestants. The audience doesn't mean anything. Keep Alex on the other side of a, of a plexiglass screen. Yeah. You know, the whole deal. Every, it's already spaced out to begin with. All you need to do is separate the contestants a little bit more. But it's not audience-driven. So, you know, let's get back to it. Yeah, the, the, the contestants don't even have to be right next to each they other. They do not. In fact, it'd make it e- it'd be better because when they do that final Jeopardy question, mm-hmm. they re- have to raise those partitions, mm-hmm. all that stuff, space it out. Uh, See, I just fixed it. His memoir, The Answer Is, Reflections of My Life, uh, will drop on July 21st, just one day before his 80th birthday. Man, I hope he does interviews in support of that. We'd love to get him on the show. Most definitely. Uh, Chris Rock got his first tattoo at age 55. Uh, and he did it with one of his daughters. He shares uh, Lola, Zara, uh, and let's see. He shares Lola, 18, Zara, 16, his ex, with his ex, Malak Compton. Uh, bang Bang Tattoo in New York City shared pics of the pair on Instagram. Rock had opted for a uh, Basquiat crown on his shoulder. Basquiat, is that how you say the artist's Basquiat. name? Basquiat. Mm-hmm. Uh, crown on his shoulder. And uh, they they got, to, it says, his together got the same. His together got the same? Oh, that's cool. Maybe his daughter got the same. With a dinosaur. Uh, we, we pay for this service, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. His together got the same. Uh-huh. His together got the same, everybody. My together and I are going out this afternoon. Oh, little cool. daddy and together. together got the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's okay. It looks nice. It's a little crown on his yeah, shoulder. That's cool. It's pretty basic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got a huge monkey between his nipples. <laughs> no. <laughs> who? Who? I, I saw a I picture sent, of that guy. I sent that to you guys. Did yeah. you see him recently? No, man. I don't know why okay. I got it sent to me. All right. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Rob Kardashian plans on keeping up with the Kardashians again. He's going to rejoin the show. His sister Chloe shared. Uh, My brother's coming back around. Yeah. He's feeling more confident and comfortable. I think he just, uh, you know, started a whole new season. Uh, Rob, does that mean? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Rob made an unofficial return to the limelight at Chloe's birthday party in June. By the way, that's he's... how you return to the limelight. You go to your sister's birthday party. Yeah, wow, man, that's heavy duty. He has lost a fair amount of weight, though. Yeah, he needs to get rid of that dumb baseball cap he always wears, though, and clean things up a bit. But he has lost weight. He looks better. He looks healthier. 
So keep at it so I can ignore you as a slim man. <laughs> uh, two and a half men star, and I don't know this woman, Conchata Farrell. Yes, you do know her. I do? She's a character actress. If you were to see a picture of her, you'd know her immediately. Okay. Uh, she's fighting for her life, apparently. The oh. 77-year-old was oh, transferred geez. to a long-term care oh. facility. Uh, she had a heart attack. She was like the housekeeper on the show, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, she was, yeah. Oh, I know. Yes. You know what? She was, was she in... Um... She's in Deeds, Mr. Deeds. She's yeah. the uh, the one that kicks Ronona Ryder's ass. The one I'm thinking of is Aaron Brockovich. That's right. She's kind of the, the, the bitchy one in the office yeah. where, she, you know... Brenda. Yeah, where uh, Julie Roberts, Aaron Brockovich is like, are right. you, you, want it, you want to look a little closer, sweetheart? You know, like oh. really has it out. Yeah, oh, this is sad. Her husband, Arnie, said that she suddenly went into cardiac arrest, uh, which lasted for about 10 minutes. She is not currently able to talk or communicate. So oh. sad news there. Hopefully she'll recover, though. 77 years old. Uh, controversial YouTube star Jake Paul has uh, stepped in it again, this time for hosting a huge party at his California mansion despite the COVID-19 resurgence. Footage from the party showed dozens of people packed into his home without masks. And according to uh, Calabasas mayor, Alicia Weintraub, she said it's really just a party acting like COVID does not exist. It's acting that businesses aren't closed. Didn't Jake Paul get in trouble, too, for wandering through a mall that was being looted? And taking footage. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think know. he's. Uh, this this guy's kind of a kind yeah. of an idiot. Uh, Cara Delevingne and Kaya Gerber uh, were looking cozy. They were at a Black Lives Matter protest on Wednesday. They were hugging up a storm. Delevingne and Gerber were photographed embracing outside the Hall of Justice in L.A. Yeah, that's where uh, Batman and Superman. That's are. right. Yeah. They, they yeah. do meet there. Even the Flash stops him from time to time. They're the new Wonder Twins. Uh, Delevingne was also seen with a hand on Gerber's waist. Uh, in May, Delevingne split from longtime love Ashley Benson. Uh, Benson has moved on with musician g Easy. Gerber, meanwhile, dated D- Pete Davidson earlier this year and then was linked to Cole Sprouse after he split from Lily Reinhardt. So Benson became, it was actually just a butler and is now a governor, yeah. which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very popular. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you'd think honestly, that's like six ways. I, of, I I don't know, and it works that way all the time. They yeah. they never go outside their world. Mm-hmm. They would never give us a shot, Preston. Never. Uh, former race car driver Danica Patrick and Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers are no longer a couple. What? Yep, a rep for Patrick told E News yesterday. Uh, the two had been dating since 2017. And uh, there had been speculation over the past week that they'd broken up. Uh, Patrick wasn't in Lake Tahoe where Rogers competed in Golf's American Century Championship and had also stopped following him on Instagram. Yeah, looks like she's oh. Taking off the Aaron Rodgers pictures on Uh-oh. her account. Yeah, Nick is uh, is scanning through her photos on Instagram, and I don't see any. Nick is scanning. It's funny though, two man. of them. That's that's just a clear indication of a breakup. Once well, those photos are removed, you know that she's single again. Like a bad break. Not even like I know. Oh, like, here's one. Uh, yeah, they went to one. Machu Picchu together. Uh, uh-huh. You don't take down Machu Picchu. Well, you're you never know, over you Machu Picchu. Yeah. No, I'll never get over Machu Picchu. <laughs> right. Uh, in the uh, realm of racing, Preston has this light. Uh, 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 offshoot of this conversation. Yes. Have you seen Ford versus Ferrari? Not yet. No. God damn, it's good. Really it's, good. It's really good. Okay, it's it's got great. Uh, Honestly, great uh, this cast. this could be one of those perennials where whenever it's on, you watch it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then I, I will give it time for sure. Uh, one more quick thing. Then we have a few movie things to get to. Uh, Haley Bieber. Bieber is saying she's sorry after she got publicly called out by hostess Julie Carolin on TikTok. 
Okay, so she was, I was reading about this, she was assessing different celebrities yeah. and how kind they were. Yes. Okay. Who's Haley Bieber again? She is Justin Bieber's wife. Yeah, it's not Haley Steinfeld. What was her? Uh, Baldwin. Baldwin. She's a Baldwin. She's yeah. a Baldwin. Haley, think... Haley Bieber was a Baldwin? Yes. <laughs> and now and she's I, a Bieber. I think Stephen Baldwin is her father. Haley Bieber was a Baldwin. Uh, so she is saying sorry. She participated in, this is uh, hostess Julia Carolin on TikTok, participated in a series calling out celebrity participants. Uh, celebrities participants had previously met and rating them on their behavior. Uh, Carolin said she had worked as a hostess in a fancy Manhattan restaurant, and she encountered multiple celebrities. She rated her interactions with Gigi and Bella Hadid as 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Oh, I like they were that. so nice and super polite and friendly with the staff. Don't you like to hear that since we're such big uh, uh, Hadid fans? Which uh, Carolin, by the way, noted is rare for celebrities. Uh-huh. Uh, then she shared her encounter with Bieber. She said, this is going to be controversial. I've met her a handful of times, and every time she was not nice. Uh-oh. She said, I really want to like her, but I have to give her a 3.5 out of 10. Sorry. Oh, that's an abysmal so, rating. Bieber wrote in the comments of uh, Carolyn's video, just came across this video and wanted to say so sorry if I've ever given you bad vibes or a bad attitude. That's not ever my intention. She added, hate hearing that was your experience with me, but glad you called me out so I can do better. Hopefully we meet again so I can apologize in person. You know, that's actually pretty nice. Have her killed. Have her killed. Uh, Yeah, she's pretty gorgeous. Uh, Nick pulled up her Instagram. That's Haley or that's the chick? That's Haley. That's Haley Bieber. Uh, Haley Bieber was a bulbin. <laughs> After seeing Bieber's comments, uh, Carolyn replied, Hi, Haley. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. We love an accountability queen. Crown emoji. Yeah. Uh, thanks, SM. Thanks so much uh, for taking the time to apologize. I hope we can meet again one day and start over X. There uh, you go. The clip it's is, all fixed. And the clip has been seen and liked more than 2.6 million times. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Wow. It's, it's all the buzz. It, it literally makes you want to vomit. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's Friday. No sad bro. Uh, no, no sad bro. Oh, no sad bro. And uh, it's time to find out what movies are opening this weekend. Oh, if there are indeed movies goodness. opening this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody texted the other day asking if that was Seamus. No, I um, mean, but it sounds like him. But uh, no, he he's the one who uh, introduced me to that. Okay, all right. Uh, movies over today: Ghosts of War, starring Brenton Thwaites. And Alan Richson. That's what you use at the uh, gym. You pick up your Thwaites. Thwaites. Uh, five battle-hardened American soldiers are assigned to hold a French chateau near the end of World War II, formerly uh, occupied by the Nazi high command. This unexpected uh, respite quickly descends into madness when they encounter a supernatural enemy far more terrifying than anything seen on the battlefield. Uh, it's rated R. It's a horror film. Uh, directed by Eric Bress, and it is 94 minutes long. So far, a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's a war movie with a supernatural twist to it. You don't 
really see those. There was one actually just a while ago that J.J. Uh, J. Abrams did called Overlord. Yeah. Okay. Did you see that one by uh-huh. any chance? Okay, that's sort of zombies and um, the Nazi program to work with the occult. Right. It's interesting. Very interesting. This is more ghosty. Yeah. All right, and also opening this weekend is Human Capital, starring Liev Schreiber and Marissa Tomei. We were just talking about her. Uh, the lives of two families become faithfully intertwined following an impulsive business deal and a tragic hit-and-run accident in Mark Myers' uh, adaptation of Paolo Verizzi's award-winning 2014 drama. No rating on it, and it is a drama, and it's directed by Mark Myers. Uh, and it is 97 minutes long, has 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. It actually did list that it's in some theaters, so apparently some theaters are open. Oh. Okay. Not in this area, but uh, wherever wherever theaters are sold. Okay. <laughs> and then we do the clips. Uh, it's been over two years since we last saw Dr. Laszlo Chrysler and his 19th century crime investigations on TNT's The Alienist. And in this clip, star Luke Evans talks about returning to his role in the series. It's the first time I've had to revisit a character. And to come back a year later, it's interesting to work out what you can develop about a human being within a year of their life. But what stays the same? It's an interesting delve into the psychology of human beings. What changes? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So this, uh, the season two. Uh, premiere of The Alienist is uh, Sunday at 9. That's on TNT. Here's the next clip. The TV series Black Monday integrates both humor and drama into the story of the 1980s stock market crash. In this clip, star Don Cheadle discusses balancing comedic and serious tones. I think I'm always trying to do both. I think if it's a very dramatic and a very serious setting, you're trying to find the comedy in it and really push, if you can, the boundaries of the character. How far can he go in both of these directions? It's like, when can this murderer be funny? And when can this hilarious guy destroy you emotionally? And that's always what I've selfishly wanted to try to figure out. A <laughs> uh, new episode of Black Monday premieres Sunday at 8. That's on Showtime. I love this show, and there's a scene at the end of uh, the first episode where he ends up doing coke with his robot and the New York Minute by Don Henley's playing in the background, and it's <laughs> the weirdest, most surreal scene, but it's oddly touching because he's lonely, and the only thing, the only relationship that he has that means anything to him at the moment is with this robot that's like the robot from Rocky Four. It's so bizarre, but it's it's really wow. well done. It's, it's a great show. Robot from Rocky Four, cocaine, and Don Henley. You can't get more 80s than that. It's Exactly, yep. that's, yeah. That's right in the heart of it. All right, and there you go, your chock-full entertainment report this morning. Let's take a break, come back in just a moment, but I'd like to give something away just for fun. I have a Flyers playoff T-shirt. We had JVR on yesterday. Yeah, we did. And uh, we're getting excited for Flyer season, and they are now available along with a newly assembled lineup of playoff merch featuring the player slogan, Anytime, Anywhere. We'll take caller number 14-215-263-WMMR. And don't forget, you can give it to the Flyers New Era Team Store at Wells Fargo Center, which is now open Monday through Friday from 1 to 6 p.m. Or order online for curbside pickup or delivery at shop.wfcphilly.com. But we'll take caller 14, and we will give you that T-shirt for free. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Monday nights. Just got a lot louder. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. 
From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career, we're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica. Rock news, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. The new and improved Metallica Mondays. 9 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The stock has been piling up a tad bit, and I think it's time to clean off the shelves. Uh, so it's time to head to the general store for some odds and ends. And we're going to see what we can find. There's the proprietor, Preston Elliott. He's always behind the counter, making sure that everything you need is on the shelves. <laughs> Let's see what's in the store today. Uh, somebody died. So we're going to talk about that. There's a dead body there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 let's uh, let's dust off the corpse. Uh, award-winning U.S. author Joanna Cole, who wrote The Magic School Bus uh, and other series, by the way, uh, is uh, had passed away. She was 75 years old. She wrote that, and she was the creator of To Catch a Predator. Oh, I did. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I know that a lot of people are very much uh, enamored of this series. I wasn't that familiar with it. Uh, were your kids uh, interested in it at a all? A little bit, but yeah. it wasn't a you know a go-to for sure. us, but they were familiar with it. Um, she lived in Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, she died on July 12th. And, and she was hotly enough hit by a bus. Oh, <laughs> no, wouldn't that be, <laughs> wouldn't that just be ironic? Uh, no, uh, it was launched in 1986, the Magic School Bus, which was a science series, and it was illustrated by Bruce Deegan, who had said, uh, what Joanna has meant to the world, what there is in the world because of her is well known. What she meant to me, I can't describe. Aww. Everyone who knew her, worked with her, loved her, and knows what a loss it is. Uh, the series has... Let this be 13 core titles and dozens more connected titles. And there are more than 93 million copies in print across. Oh, this is Little Richard. 13 countries. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's right. He did the theme song. And the, we brought it up recently because it was Elizabeth Banks, I think, is going to be playing in. Uh, they're going to do a series or a film. Yeah. And uh, it might be for Netflix. And she's going to be the, the bus driver. Yeah. She's actually. Cole was born in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, or is it Newark, Delaware? It's Newark, New Jersey. She's born in both. Newark, New Jersey. Newark, Newark Delaware. Delaware. Newark, New Jersey in 1944. As a child, she loved science, and her passion continued into adulthood. Uh, so, unfortunately, she passed away. But but what a success. What a, You know, if you are if you are a kid's author and you strike a, a, a tone... Forget it. You can... You, you, you've hit... The, the, you've hit the the, the you, gold mine. You need that magical thing though. The same way that we were, you know, the uh, the floor is lava. Yeah, you know, it just just yeah. hit. It just yep. had the right. It just wedged right in there and got it. Brian Regan's uh, uh, bit. It's a classic bit about writing a kid's book <laughs> and how he, you know, the clock goes tick. Yeah, turn the page. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would yeah, think yeah, yeah. any idiot could write a kid's book, <laughs> but, right? But it isn't so. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It, there's got to be something special about it for it to uh, for it to take. You know, who does a good series of stuff. It's for a little bit older than just kids, but Gene Beretta, our friend Gene Beretta, yeah. uh, does a whole bunch of great uh, books on history and stuff, and they're really wonderfully illustrated. He's he's that he's 
that's the kind of ability you need to to communicate to kids in that way that's informative and interesting. We have so many children's books, and I and I want to get rid of a good portion of them. Burn them. Rochelle doesn't <laughs> want to let them go. Oh my god! Man. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, let's just. I mean, we have they. It must weigh 150 pounds. The amount of books yeah, that we you, have. You acquire Donate so many them. books, and and that's what I want to yeah. do. But there's a sentimental attachment to some of them. Well, then uh, donate the kids. So so I've. You you know, I, I want to go through them and, and, you know, some of them we can, let's get somebody else to enjoy because they're doing nothing but collecting dust and Dude, let's, let's hang on to a few of them. We'll hang yeah. on to all the Shel Silverstein stuff. But that's that you. Loves. You remember you were bidding $1,000 on a beloved kid's book. I, yep. And, hey. I, and I have those and I'm going to keep those. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, yeah, we'll keep the, the Dr. Seuss stuff, but there's some, there's loads of things that we can get rid of. Yeah, all you right. have to go through those books and pick, I do that, and pick the sentimental ones that yeah. you want to keep. There was one, you know, when Jace was very little that it was like some of his first words that that he would read. But yeah. um, actually, Nick, I don't even know if you know this, but uh, Nick and uh, his ex-wife, Melissa, gave me a ton of books for Jace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I returned them to Melissa uh, when she had her, her second son. So, we got, But it was instead of buying them yeah. and instead of them, you know, going to waste or Steve, your suggestion of burning them, <laughs> you know, at least yeah. they, they went back to her and, and, you know, now she's got them. Well, if it, can you imagine that? That one of those books becomes the book that really gets some kid um, in love with reading. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I remember the first book that I read that I, I loved. It was Fifty Shades of Grey. No, I remember <laughs> the first uh, first book. It was you know, and I, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is fun. It was, yeah. it was a collection of peanuts. Cartridges. Steve, did you were you in a book club when you were a kid? Yes, I was. Yeah, the Scholastic Book Club. I yeah. loved it. It was great. Yeah, like you, once you, a month, a book would come in the mail. Uh, we get them delivered in school. Like okay. we get a little box for us, and, yeah. and I loved it. I did too, and yeah. I've held on. To a handful of those. Oh, I really? Some, some Charlie Brown books huh. and uh, a couple of others that didn't really, they weren't famous or anything like that. But I love them. But like uh, Seven Chinese Brothers was one of them. I held on to that. Uh, I, I think I have a Ricky Tiki Tembo. Remember yeah. that? Oh, no yeah. Rainbow, Cherry Berry Ruchi, Pit Berry Bembo. Has fallen into the well. God, yes. It's amazing we can remember those things. But like who our guests were yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forget it. I didn't know who Haley Bieber was. She <laughs> was, talking now, now she was the world's Baldwin. biggest fan. She was a former Baldwin. Bieber was a Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, she has passed away. But her legacy lives on. And they're going to, they're continuing to, you know, uh, move forward with they, that. They're planning a, a number of book burnings around the country. Right. Wow. In her honor. Yeah. Uh, so wait, Ricky Tiki Tembo was a uh, was a book. Well, Ricky Tiki Tavi was the uh, Rudyard Kipling story. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I remember uh, our teacher reading that story to us in class. Okay, what is Ricky Tiki Tembo No So Rambo Cherry Berry Cherry Berry Ruchie Pick Picky Bimbo? It was uh, it was somebody's name, a demonic spell, and, and the, the the I remember the story because he goes and you know has fallen into the well. This kid fell into the well. That was his name, and the name was so long. That this kid is spending all this time saying the name over and over to try and tell people that there was a problem. That they realize, hey, that name is way too long. And the kid died. No, I don't remember <laughs> if he died or not. He's dead. Uh, He's dead. Though we got Mel out in about ten here minutes. You go. Uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had a lot of contact. Uh, here you go. Here's the description. Uh, three decades and more than one million copies later, still children still love hearing about the boy with the long name who fell down the well. Ah. Uh, the recreation of an ancient Chinese folk tale has hooked legions of children, teachers, parents who return. Generation after generation learn about the danger of having such an honorable name as, uh, oh, it's Tiki Tiki Tembo. I always say it was Ricky Tiki 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 Tembo, Nelson Rembo, Chari Bariruchi, Pick Picky Pembo, Pip Perry Pembo. Boy, I was off on that one. Well, you were in the general vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so anyhow, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Joanna Cole, who created the Magic School Bus, has passed away. And we have her body right here on the shelf yeah. in the general store. Let's see what I else. Uh, let's... Decomposing and stinking up a stall. <laughs> That's why he also carries some room deodorizers. Uh, let's see what else we can find. During COVID-19, and I find this quite surprising... More than one million people have given up smoking since the pandemic hit. And a survey, for this, according to a survey for our uh, charity uh, action on smoking and health, which is also known as ASH, it suggests of those who had quit in the previous four months, 41% said it was in direct response to coronavirus. Uh, separately, University College of London found more people quit smoking in the year to June 2020 than in any year since its survey began in 2007. General smoking was on the way down, yeah, right? It I mean, has so it was been... already it's been going down steadily. It had seen a little bit of a tick up in younger people and they said that vaping was responsible for that, yeah. but for the most part, mm. smoking was on the way down. But more people have quit than in huh. any year since the survey began in 2007. You think they'd be smoking more? I know because nervousness, of, or just the 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 locked up nature yeah. of of passing time. You know? There was also, um, uh, I, and I, I mean, there were studies that said that you know people who were smokers were less likely to get. Yeah, Did yeah. you see this? Uh, okay. No, he's speaking the truth. There were a couple of medical studies that suggested <laughs> that there were some attributes to smokers that might have held given them an extra. Buttress against mm. the COVID virus, right? That maybe smoke up, Johnny. Yeah, I maybe, know, maybe but the, they didn't want to get that message, out. right? The tar in your lungs was Some coating it. Coating your lungs, I yeah. know. Yeah, it coats your lungs, yeah. and therefore yeah. it can't get through. Um, Preston, you're wearing the shirt yesterday, and I was actually opposed this question because in the movie yesterday, yes, uh, oh. There are no cigarettes. Yes, not to be a spoiler alert, but yeah, there's a point where he goes, man, I could really go for a cigarette right now. And the guy next to him goes, what's a cigarette? You're talking yeah. about yesterday? The movie yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was wondering, Preston, as a huge Beatles fan, would you give up the existence of the Beatles if that meant no cigarettes ever existed in the world? No. Okay. Totally so. worth it, right? I, th- I think that the music, yeah. uh, the healing power <laughs> of the Beatles, the love of the Beatles outweighs the... Uh, uh, the the death and destruction of uh, would you give up ELO or no hand jobs? Oh, <laughs> oh. wait, no, no. Uh, I'd, I'd give up ELO. Okay, All yeah, right. you gotta you gotta have handies. Uh, so... Do you do you want my handy? Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, government advice says smokers may be at risk of more severe COVID symptoms. So you know, there you go. Pick your pick your survey. Uh, between 50, 15th of April and uh, 20th of June, a representative sample of 20, uh, I'm sorry, 10,000 people enrolled by uh, YouGov on behalf of ASH were asked about their smoking habits. The results were used to estimate the total number of people giving up smoking. This is in the UK. Just under half of people who had quit in the past four months said the pandemic had played a role in their decision. What's the average price of a carton of cigarettes now? A carton? Yeah. Okay, so probably like. 80 bucks? What? 80. 80 bucks. Because it's 10 packs in a carton, right? Oh yeah. Right. And they're like eight bucks a pack. Yep. 80 bucks. I guess it's a ballpark figure. Nick, can you look yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, cigarettes and their average price of a carton. Uh, a team at University College London has been asking 1,000 people a month in England about their smoking habits since 2007. Uh, as part of the smoking toolkit study in the year of uh, 2 June 2020, 76 
uh, percent of smokers taking part in the survey quit, almost a third higher than the average and the highest portion proportion since the survey began more than a decade ago. About uh, 70 bucks. $70, you can go to cigoutlet.net, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll save legal. That. You save money buying the carton. It's a it's yeah. like a bulk price right. as opposed to buying per pack. Well, so when you, you buy can... your cigarettes, buy in bulk. But yeah, so you have to buy at least 3 cartons on this website. I don't I, I'm so were you? Are you allowed to buy cigarettes? Because if you went to like Virginia, North Carolina, yeah. Tobacco Road, or whatever, yeah, um, they were way cheaper down there. But are you allowed to bring them across state lines? I I remember at some point that was illegal technically on the mm-hmm. technical side. We did uh, it once or twice for my father-in-law. He drank what were they called? Smoked commanders me. smoked. He said drank. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, smoked. Uh, 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 smoked yeah, smoked uh, um, uh, commanders, and they had they were filterless cigarettes that he started smoking. During World War Two, mm. and that was the only thing he smoked, and so the uh, you had to go down, you know, south to get them. Uh, Nick is looking that up. Pennsylvania law only allows residents to have up to one carton of cigarettes that does not have a Delaware. Oh, and then it's, yeah. it skips uh, the, okay. the the. But there are sentences. laws against it. It's like Casey. Yeah. I think it's like going to like total wine. Like Booze, it's, yeah, you're not yeah. really supposed to. People do anyway. I guess right. it has to do with. Local taxes. It or does. Something? Yeah, it's, it's, so. a, it's a pure tax thing. No. When I was in college, uh, we would thing. we would smoke Jacks <laughs> cigarettes. They were a buck ten a pack. <laughs> Jacks. Wow. And you did it just because they were cheap. They were cheaper. I mean, oh. you know. So if you were, were they the small cigarettes or no? No, no. That was just uh, you know they have um, they were just like cheap. no frills brands, and, and Jacks was a no frills brand. In my and I, I smoked for several years. I was a Marlboro Light guy. That was mm. it. For for a small stretch, there was a brand called Merit. Yeah, smoked those I for a little Merit. while. Remember still around? Yeah, yeah the that, yellow. Yeah, the yellow yeah. pack. I was just. Didn't you have some Marlboro uh, swag? Uh, no, I don't think I, I did. Think you oh. Miles. What's that? You didn't collect the miles? Uh, those were stupid. <laughs> no. My my wife's aunt was big into collecting the Marlboro. You could get a canoe. And she got she got like, you know, satin Marlboro jackets and stuff like that. <laughs> what I what I found funny what, about what cigarette brand do you smoke? <laughs> Proudly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Marlboro man. Steve, what I found funny about the Marlboro miles is you you would get this this catalog of things that you could trade your miles in for, right. and, and so many of them were like outdoorsy things. And I'm like, as a smoker, I'm like, I can't just do that. That's too much work. Do that's pro- hiking? Are there products that still do uh, incentive points and things like that? Because yeah. that was big in the 80s and 90s, where you would buy the product and you would save uh, essentially, points. yeah, yeah. A, a, a portion of the. I don't know what they used to call that. Save the. Um, it, was, it wasn't a coupon. It was like a UPC symbol. Even. Yeah, yeah. Some, some type of thing, and then you could mail it back in and get, you could get gifts and things They'd like that. They'd send you the catalog. I don't think as many, for proof example. Of purchase. Proof of purchase. Proof of purchase, yeah. yeah. So when I, like, well, every time I buy on Amazon, I, I get purchase points because I have the Amazon credit card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, there's nothing like it used to be, like S&H green stamps and things of that nature. Cereals used to have proof of uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. You cut the hole out of the yeah. back of the box oh, and send it in. Yeah. I think they still do on some levels. <laughs> do you I remember think... the scene in... Um, what movie was it? Is it Dead or Alive? Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, better Off, de- or better no, off dead. dead. Was it Better Off Dead? Where she's taking he's t- <laughs> the box yeah. of cereal out and they're pouring out <laughs> yeah. because he cut the holes in the box. Yes. Yeah. He was trying to get the space yes. shuttle. Yes. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> space shuttle. Yeah. I oh think cereal boxes God. on some level still have that. I, mean, I think you can, like, trade them in for... Uh, like, don't they do the school um, scholastic programs? They with, might with you, cereal box tops. You, you probably oh, just get like tops. a you probably get like yeah. a, like a uh, a Q code or something like that. right? Yeah, and it's not just cereals either, Nick. It's it's a lot of different types of uh, foods like that. Okay, uh, I don't, don't want to say non perishables, but uh, like um, say it. I'm all right. I'm gonna say non non perishables. <laughs> that was fun to say. I did it. <laughs> 
He did it. Uh, but like yeah. that macaroni and cheese, those types yeah. of boxes. Okay. I know you're dry goods. Yeah, dry goods. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. you said it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. It's a good I'm word. I'm doing it. All right. Anyhow, uh, more people have quit smoking uh, during the pandemic. Hang on a second Great. here. Let what? me go to Christina. Hi, Christina. Hey guys. Hey, what's up? None much. Um, I just wanted to say that my my husband did smoke Marlboros, and they still have the miles that you collect. Now it's like an range of numbers and digits that you put in. There's an app and a whole website, and it doesn't have their Marlboro logo anymore, but it's a whole bunch of good stuff. Okay. So it's Does like he... wheezing miles? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Does he collect on it? Yeah, we've collected on it, and we've gotten, like, cups and, like, a Zippo, and there's, like, a hammock and... <laughs> Oxygen tanks. Opener. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a hammock? <laughs> yeah, they've got all types of, like, backpacks and speakers, and you can get boots and, like... Um, like a North Face jacket, all types of different okay. things. Do you remember on the uh, on uh, Letterman, uh, the Late Show with uh, Letterman, when they'd have people, they'd send uh, uh, Larry Bud Melman down to like the, the uh, Greyhound bus terminal, no. and some people coming in from out of state, he would have him. They'd get a complimentary carton of cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. When I was in high school, and I probably was maybe 15 or 16 years old, I was in front of the Wawa, and the tobacco guy was there. He was a, the skull like um, yeah. salesman, and we asked him, "Hey, can can we get uh, can we get a, a roll of?" Uh, and he gave us an enti- gave us an entire roll of. Sc- I mean, that's like yeah, giving those, away a carton of cigarettes. The the delivery people have they have some sometimes they have a little latitude, little latitude. Yeah. They got some excess product. And yeah, I've I've been you know I knew a guy that worked for hers and he would he would give me boxes of chips every yeah. now and then. The which best is, really is cool. if you see one of those car transporting trucks going by. Yeah, and they, hey, I like those jeeps. <laughs> yeah, those are nice. Here you go, kid. Take one. Um, all right. So anyhow, I want to move on to some right, other right, stuff. Right, so right. we do right, sell right, cigarettes at the store, but we're moving on to some other things. Uh, and let's stay with uh, store products. Uh, once upon a time. IGA supermarkets carried an average of 40 different varieties of toilet paper, and it now carries just four. Progresso used to make 90 different kinds of canned soup, and now it has cut that inventory in half. And Amy's Kitchen had an organic product line of 228 products. There are now just 71. America's grocery suppliers may have come to the realization that consumers may not need a near-limitless variety of choices. Thanks to the pandemic and problems with the supply chain, Executives from America's food giants have had to move away from less efficient and less profitable products in order to focus on their core offerings. So they basically are shoring up their offerings and realizing that just focusing on the popular or the more popular stuff and they're not really getting any credit or additional traction by offering 50 yes. other things that people don't buy. They're actually finding out that this is a better way to do business. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, good. Because yeah. there, there are often way too many choices when you're standing at yeah. the grocery store. And you're just like, and, and that you you confound yourself as to trying to pick the best one or the best price, unit price or whatever. And it just, if you go eliminate the choices from 12 to 4, yeah. that's still enough choices. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just happening at the grocery stores because restaurants like IHOP and fast food companies like McDonald's have pared down their menus 
to offer a more basic selection, and they've seen their service levels improve, apparently. Well, it makes this, I think people don't feel so overwhelmed. Listen, it's great to have choices, but if you're so overwhelmed that you don't know what to go for. Yeah. Like the cheesecake menu? Like the cheesecake factory <laughs> menu? Well, right. I, yeah. Like, a, you know, yeah. uh, again, we th- there was a diner we used to go to, and it was a great diner, but we'd always get the same thing, and the menu was like 50 pages yeah. of like, who, who who orders this? I start over again. Yeah. And yeah. listen, I think maybe Cheesecake Factory is the anomaly there, but I, I, I think the smaller the menu, the better the restaurant because they can really focus their attention on, on what they're serving yeah. Yeah. rather than, you know. When Gordon Ramsay goes into any of these places, when he does like the restaurant makeovers and stuff like that, the yeah. first thing he does is look at the menu and shear off a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know where you see gigantic menus or some diners? That Greek you go diners. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the Greek diner, diners. That's what I was just talking it's about. It's a Bible that they bring you of food. <laughs> there was a there was a, a Greek diner we'd go to. My wife, all the uh, we love their turkey burger. We go there, yeah. but uh, Preston, you were getting like a leather bound novel every time <laughs> yeah. they brought the menu out. Well, how much? How much? Uh, uh, how many of those items are kind of like um, pretend? Not pretend, but like um, same ingredients. There's probably a bunch that they can mix and match. The burgers and the coffee are the but, same. But Casey, sometimes <laughs> I look on and I'm at a diner and I'm like, sushi? Yeah. Really? No. I don't think so. Well, they, it's like the Goldbergs <laughs> episode where they go to Beefsteak Charlie's and, and Barry orders the fish. It's like, it's steak! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a steak of the day! <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen things on, on, a, on a, a, a diner menu that in a rest on a yeah. different type of restaurant, I'd probably order. But at a diner, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, that's no. No, I'm going to get the not. tuna melt. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with the tuna melt, which is always a risk anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyhow, this looks like uh, this could being could end up being good in the long term. Limited choices means less uh, what they call analysis paralysis, mm-hmm. where shoppers experience when they go to the supermarket, you literally have thousands of choices staring at you. Lack of variety has been uh, driven has driven customers away in the past, but it might actually be the might right move right now. They're saying so. I, I love uh, a light balsamic vinaigrette as yeah. my as my uh, salad dressing. I you know I, I use it all the time. But you go to like and I I love Acme and I go in, but there's fifty five hundred selections and I finally had to pick. You know I'm like all right, I'm gonna lock and load on this one, right? And it's the one I keep going to. But there's just there's like how many different variations of this do you need? And and. They have to buy it first, right? Like, I, I don't necessarily know how supermarkets work, but they have to buy the product and then sell the product, right? So if they're buying a product that's not selling, they're losing money, right? Uh, I don't know exactly how supermarkets work it out. I assume it, it's on. They they have store shelf for that. What yeah. they sell, they split the profit, obviously, or they, they pay the... The, um, the vendor. The, the vendor. Yeah. I wonder how much it, like the inventory in the store at a particular time costs. Like if you walk into an Acme and you look at everything that's sitting there on uh, the shelves. What are you looking at dollar-wise? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and to stock all oh. those shelves. And then, you know, you, you're not going to be able to sell everything that's on the shelves at a particular time, including perishables. Oh, it's got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. worth of merchandise. They say you walk into any average Walmart, you're looking at two to $300 worth of <laughs> Oh, my God. Two to $300. Whoa. <laughs> no kidding. That's why there's sales, Nick. Yeah. yeah. What? That's why there's 
their sales to get rid of the product. Oh, okay. Hold on. Marissa has a statement to make. Well, I was just going to say, the pandemic especially was a big sign of what sells and what doesn't sell. Oh, yeah. Because when people were loading up their carts at the very beginning, you would go into the supermarket and just say, like, well, nobody's buying these random Oreo cereal or whatever it is. (laughs) And this Dasani water for some reason. Yeah, Yeah, right. People weren't buying. Now, yeah, the other day, though, uh, I went into my (coughs) CVS and they did a swan dive into the mountain of toilet paper. Yeah. 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 Hey, can I? So this uh, whole all started off with a uh, IGA. Can I tell you guys a cute IGA story? Uh, no. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so you guys, you know, can't pause. You just have to go right I, into it because so, we might say no. Uh, Dan Fine, who we all know and worked with uh, at Y100 right. and here at the radio station. Uh, so Dan Fine married uh, Andrea. He we love first him. and Andrea's great. I'm with the high school with Andrea. He first saw she worked at IGA, and he was like, "Who is this girl? I think she's beautiful." And so he got a job there just so he could meet her. Wow. Isn't that cute? Oh, and then now they're married. It's like from Harry when Harry met Sally, then telling the, the story at the, end, at the end of the, uh, yeah. At yeah. the movie. So anytime I, I, I got a job there. Anytime I hear uh, the word or the letters IGA, I think, and it was the IGA in Westchester Pike and Manoa Shopping Center. He's like, I love her. I'm going to get a job there. He met her. And, you know, here we are 25 years later, married, marital bliss. Wow. It's a good thing I didn't say IGA. Because I would have <laughs> never have thought of that. Yeah. All right, what, we have time for one more uh, item in the store because it's getting late it's at the getting clock. late in the day. Yeah. So we'll just pick up one more item before we leave. Uh, over 850 lots of TV and film memorabilia are going to be... that dead body's starting to stink up a stall. <laughs> <laughs> are going to be auctioned in Los Angeles next month with items up for grabs uh, from movies. And there's a lot of really good stuff at this particular auction. One of them is very cool. It is the breastplate yeah. that Helen Mirren worn in, uh, wore in Excalibur is Morgana. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, she, I'm a huge fan of the movie. She's super sexy in that she movie. She's so hot in that movie, Steve. And, but she's so evil. Yes. Uh, but she's, uh, it's just, I lo- that's John Borman, the, the guy who directed the movie Deliverance. It's a, a it is uh, the uh, Arthurian legend told in incredible fashion. Uh, Liam Neeson's in it, Patrick Stewart. Uh, and if you've never seen it, it's great. The the sequence with the Lady of the Lake and the sword coming up is just amazing. It's mm-hmm. just a great movie. But yeah, she was she looked fantastic in that movie. Uh, so the breastplate she was wearing is going to be up for auction, and that is expected to fetch between eighteen and uh, twenty two thousand uh, dollars. I saw a Helen Mirren. Um, I think it was a video of a, like a montage of yeah. sexy moments of movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. A hot woman, Gorgeous. Caligula, great actress. Caligula, too. she was naked in one of those. Was that Excalibur? She's or been Cal- naked. Revenge in of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah, in Revenge yeah. of the Nerds, she played Booger's mother. <laughs> <laughs> and Helen Mirren <laughs> as Booger's <laughs> mother, <laughs> Boogalini. <laughs> All right. Well, there are a lot of things going up for auction. Um, by the way, it's it's impressive that that breastplate. Is going for maybe twenty two thousand uh, dollars, given that the entire budget for the film was eleven million at the time, and the box office earnings were thirty five million. I would want the sword. I would want Excalibur. I mean, Absolutely. That's, how awesome would that be? And right? So any that uh, the armor that they had was highly stylized and polished and everything, yes. and it was meant to be very cinematic. But yes. I would love something like that. You know, mm-hmm. any of that stuff would be great as well. Who played uh, Merlin in that? Th- that was. Um... This very He's great. Um, Utha. He, uh, who is it, Nick? <laughs> Nick is looking him up. Um, Merlin was Nic- Nicole Williamson? Yes, okay. Nicole. Uh, yes. Nicole. Nicole? Yeah. yeah, I don't um, know him. He's, 
You would know him if you saw him. Okay. All right, but anyhow. Uh, other things that are up for auction. But you know what? He's dead. Maybe he's the body in the odds and ends. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. No, it was the chick who wrote uh, the Magic School. Book. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Kira Knightley's star powers expected to fetch some money because her uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, um, Bl- Curse of the Black Curl, <laughs> Curl, Black Pearl dress. This goddamn Curl. How do I straighten this? <laughs> um, is expected to fetch between four and six thousand dollars. Huh? That was her her outfit that she. You'd have wore. to be a, a, obviously an Uber fan for any of this stuff, but this that, that seems sort of commonplace, you know. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence is she has two costumes she wore in the Hunger Games that are going to be uh, up for bidding, and that you have her arena look and her hunting outfit, and they're expected to get bids of three to five thousand dollars. Uh, the bloodied flight suit that Denise Richards' character Carmen wore in Starship Troopers has an estimated price of two to three thousand dollars. That's pretty cool. Um, Christina Applegate's Veronica Corningstone from Anchorman. <laughs> her one of her pink suits <laughs> is expected to between to get between eight and eight hundred and twelve hundred dollars. I'd rather have like the trident from that uh, movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool items through movies that I'd well, love to have. You just talked about some uh, some um, collectibles from 2001, the yeah. original helmet that uh, Frank wore, Frank yeah. Bowman. Uh, I mean, that that was going for, what, $200,000 or something yes, like that? Yes. I wonder what they do with set pieces that are designed. I was watching, uh, it was a repeat, but it was Philly Week on Wheel of Fortune last week or the week before. I don't know if you guys saw any of them, but they had this giant... Um, Independence Hall and a, and a huge Liberty Bell. Right. You know, and they were crafted really well. A lot of time and effort put into these things, these set pieces that they use for a week on Wheel of Fortune. And then I, I imagine they just either find ways to recycle them or they end up in the dustbin. They burn them. All Maybe. Right. Listen to this. Other items include uh, Tom Cruise's uh, fighter pilot helmet from Top Gun. Oh, uh, wow. Dr. Mike would love that. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's yellow Cadillac from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Brad Pitt's Volkswagen Carmen Ghia from the same movie. What? Uh, Clint Eastwood's Revolver from The Outlaw Josie Wales. That's one of my favorite movies. Wow. Ewan, I'm going to kill me a Josie Wales. Uh, Ewan McGregor's Lightsaber Hilt from uh, Attack of the Clones. Al Pacino's suit from The Godfather 2, Steve. Whoa. And Robin Williams. play with their toys. And... <laughs> Do they have anything from Al Pacino from Jack and Jill, that Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> 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 the, Dun- <laughs> the Duncan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Duncanino? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also Robin Williams' uh, sword from Hook. Uh, oh, also boxing gloves from uh, from Rocky. How, how, how have they held up? Because a lot of times boxing gloves get older and they start to really fall apart. I don't know. but right, uh, Where can I find... If you smell them, you find <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, uh, where can I find all of these um, items? This is going to be... Um, At the local store where Preston works. Uh, it is the, the prop store... Holds the Entertainment Memorabilia Live Auction August 26th and 27th. Okay. And I, you can you can bid on the phone, I believe. Or wow. online. I'm sorry, online. Well, I'd there, like, go ahead. I'd, I'd, no, I'd like to see... There, listen, there's way too many items that are way out of my budget, but I'd like to see if there's something that I is you somewhat afford. afford. It's, worth, yeah. it's worth checking. A lot of times they, they had this incredible collection of things, props from science fiction movies, uh, and stuff from uh, Star Trek going all the way back to the original props from the original series. And while, as you would well imagine, a lot of this stuff was incredibly expensive, there were things that were still pretty cool yeah. that were affordable. By the way, Casey, John Candy's costume from Spaceballs, barf. <laughs> uh, that's going to be up for So maybe some other Spaceballs. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe the flamethrower. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Spaceballs, um... the flamethrower. The kids love this. <laughs> 
All right. Um, so anyhow, the the most expensive items, though, and then we got to wrap up here, are an eleven foot Nostromo model miniature from the movie Alien. Uh, how much? A five hundred thousand. Okay. And a Darth Vader promotional costume and helmet from uh, the original Star Wars: A New Hope. That's expected to bring in about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. If anyone wants yeah. to get me that Nostromo, okay, I would appreciate it. All right. So that's all we have time for in the store. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Hopefully get the stink out of that rotting body. <laughs> uh, let's take a break and come back and get into the Bizarre File. We're also going to have Vernon Reed from uh, Living Color, the band, on the uh, show. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware Diamonds. Well, maybe you saw the video footage of this, but three Spirit Airlines employees were battered in a wild melee at a South Florida airport over a delayed flight. Brawl captured on video broke out Tuesday night at a gate for a Philadelphia-bound flight <laughs> oh, from yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Of course. Uh, the employee suffered minor injuries when three passengers became combative following a delayed flight. I mean, they went crazy, It's man. insane. In the clip, several women were seen hurling items at the workers before going behind the counter and attacking at least one of the employees. Among the items thrown at employees were phones, shoes, full water bottles, metal boarding signs, and fast food. Uh, Tamaya Wright, Danesha Dixon, and Kira Ferguson were all busted on battery charges in connection with the violent encounter. Somebody get my hands so I can go. Uh, Wright also faces an additional charge for allegedly taking a spirit employee's phone. Uh, the trio declined to comment on the episode other than to say that they were trying to get home to Philadelphia. <laughs> of course they Spirit were. Spirit released a statement Wednesday. We miss them. Yeah, praising their employees for their professionalism and quick action. You so got to no, see the footage. No yeah. word on if they were drunk or had been drinking or anything no, like I, that? I didn't hear that yet, so okay. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, a randy couple having sex in a roadside bush were caught on camera being hit with a plank by a furious neighbor. The unusual incident was filmed in the southwestern Russian region of uh, Stavropol uh, by a giggling neighbor in a nearby block of apartments. Video shows the outraged woman, known locally as Lady Arena, walking over to the bush with a short wooden plank and mercilessly (laughs) smacking on the man's buttocks while he is thrusting on top of a woman. She was only helping. Uh, The man rolls over on the side and Arena wallops the woman's thigh while shouting at the couple. Uh, the pair cower in embarrassment as Arena continues to berate them in front of other neighbors. Before marching off with a scowl across her face, Arena gives the couple a final whack with the plank, which causes the man to yell out in pain. It's hilarious. Uh, the filming neighbor is heard laughing as the angry woman is storming off. And uh, most viewers supported Lady, Lady Arena in teaching the couple a lesson. Uh, but there are some dis- that uh, disagreed with her violent act. A 20-year-old Lincoln, Nebraska man is in jail after he threatened to shoot a 37-year-old with a rifle. Police said the 37-year-old victim was driving Tuesday morning, and he saw a guy named Dominic Kinzer hitting a car with a shovel. 
Police said the victim pulled over and got out of his car to see what was going on, and that's when Kinzer started yelling at him and tried to fight with the victim. Police said Kinzer went into an open garage nearby, grabbed a rifle, and pointed it at the victim, and threatened to shoot him. The victim got back in his car, drove away, and then called police. <clears throat> now, when police arrived at the home, Kinzer said that he was hitting his own car with the shovel when the victim showed up. Why? We don't know. Okay. But it seemed like a good idea at Just the time. Just teach it a lesson? Uh, police said the car did belong to Kinzer, and so did the garage that he entered. Kinzer was arrested for terroristic threats and possession of a deadly weapon in the commission of a felony. Officers located the rifle and a shotgun in the garage. Sometimes you have to reprimand your car when it starts stacked up. Maybe so. A kayaker named Peter Joyce found himself in a heart-stopping predicament last weekend in a close encounter uh, that he not only saw survived but also managed to capture on video. The incident happened near a dam on the Waccamaw River in Wilmington, North Carolina. The incident appears to have been shot by a GoPro-style camera mounted on his body. Uh, the voice show uh, the the video shows Joyce paddling along the murky green river, which is lined by fallen trees and submerged logs just before the attack. He said, I thought I heard a fish jump to my left. Turned out to not be a fish. Video shows an alligator. Holy hell. Was likely floating just below the surface to Joyce's left when he paddled within a few meters of it. The reptile's head suddenly pops above the water and the gator surges forward, making a V-shaped wave and a rushing sound as it speeds towards the kayak. It's go time. Uh, about three feet from the kayak, he said, I made out of the uh, I made out the head of the gator and that was it. I had no time to react. My mind was playing catch up. Uh, he can be heard on the video uh, cursing and then the gator hits the kayak and it flips over into the murky water. Uh, the video shows nothing but dark water and bubbles for a few desperate seconds, and then Joyce brings himself and the boat and the camera above the surface once again. So he stayed in the kayak and was able to ride it. Yep. Uh, Joyce sit, uh, sits still in the kayak, uh, turning to his left and right, looking for the alligator, and he can be heard trying to calm him to his breathing. No effing way. Uh, he's an experienced paddler, by the way, who has encountered alligators before, but he says he's never seen one charge at him as quickly as this one did. Jeez. Wow, yeah. We're watching the footage. Yep. And we have time for one more, and let's end with this. Maybe you guys saw pictures of this online. A fish bearing a bizarre human-like mouth and teeth. It's effed up. <laughs> has caused social media users to wonder if the luscious-lipped critter even exists. Uh, the viral pic of it, which was reportedly caught in Malaysia, was uploaded July 2nd by an Indonesian Twitter user with the caption, Her lips are hotter than mine. Indeed, the photo shows the fish sporting sultry soup coolers and great human teeth that are almost identical to an Instagram star's filler-injected pout, and the resemblance is so uncanny that it made that many Twitter users wondered if it was fake or not. Uh, despite looking doctored, the toothy critter may be real, a real live triggerfish that inhabits tropical seas around the globe. Uh, the triggerfish uses its people-like teeth to crunch crabs and sea urchins, uh, which they flip over to get at the soft underbelly underneath, by the way. It, so, it, it, it really is yeah. bizarre. It's very it looks, off-putting. It looks human. I've caught a triggerfish before, but I didn't take a good close look at the mouth like that. Did it make out with it? I would have if I would have seen those yeah. lips. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to come back in a moment. We're going to get Vernon Reed of yeah. Living Color on, which is pretty cool. A little, uh, real interesting nod to MMR uh, via Twitter with him, and that's why we're, we're going to be chatting with him. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you 
hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, you don't need a getaway to have a great getaway this summer. At Acme, you'll find everything you need to get into vacation mode right at home. Enjoy summer favorites all season long. From their famous USDA Lancaster brand choice beef and tender chicken to the tastiest summer fruits and vegetables. So fresh and delicious, you'll think you're on vacation. No matter what your grocery needs are this summer, Acme has you covered. Acme, your summer food headquarters. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we welcome our, our next guest on, uh, I'm going to do this for my, I'm, I'm going to do something personal. If All right. Mind. So in 1988, uh, the uh, album uh, Vivid came out uh, from, uh, of course, uh, the God, I'm losing my train of thought. Living Color. Yeah. And when I, back then I played in a, in a cover band. We've talked yes. about it for years. And I was telling Casey off air, uh, when you play in a cover band, every now and then you'll throw in a song that the band agrees, okay, we're going to play something that, we're going to play this just to show off our musicianship a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Living Color was just, we, we loved the band. And, but we didn't want to play Cult, Cult of Personality because it was too obvious. Right. So we played two other songs from that album, Open Letter to a Landlord. Great song. And I'm going to play a little clip. Now, this is from an old boom box at a bar that <laughs> I right. recorded this on. But another song we loved playing, and it was to show off our musicianship, was Middleman. So I wanted him to hear this while he's on hold just a little bit. <laughs> Man, it's got such a cool groove, and we were, yeah. we'd go into that just for us. We were like, "This is we're having fun now." <laughs> yeah, this is you had awesome. to give your still yourself a bone. Huge fan of this band, and not only that, uh, he and his bandmates graciously came to our camp out for hunger and performed a few years ago. And One of my blew, favorite moments of all time. Blew us away. Yeah. Please welcome from Living Color, Vernon Reed. Yeah. Hey, Vernon. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you doing? We're we're doing great. Listen, I want to point out uh, that the reason we we decided to to give you a buzz and see if you would come on was you said some really cool things about the radio station in a, oh, yeah. t- a tweet exchange uh, and how the station was integral in kind of getting the ball rolling for that album, Vivid, which was the breakout for you guys. Absolutely, I remember it quite well. Um, Middleman was our first single, and it, it really kind of, we kind of did a little something on on college radio, but that was about it. And uh, and I mentioned about the fact that you know that our next shot, and and I think our last shot was going to be Cult of Personality, and WMMR was the station that played it first, added it first, and got phones on it first, and that that got the ball rolling. You know, what I mean, and uh, and I remember that very. Very clearly, I know you were getting tortured by our radio guy Harvey Leeds <laughs> back in the day. Well, that's what they had to do. That's the job. Give, I want to give a shout out to Biff Kennedy, who was our Sony rep in Philly at the time. Okay, you know, but we were very, you know, it was like, you know, like uh, Oedipus, and you know that that all came later. You know, in Boston. Massachusetts, I think 
Boston uh, uh, added at like right after that, but that's kind of the way it went. And um, and we were we always loved playing Philly. Um, it was the first stop on the Stones tour, the Steel Wheels tour. That was our first uh, show. So we we've always had a very close affiliation with Philly. Philly's got legendary status in terms of musicians coming through Philly. You yeah. know, everyone from Coltrane, Benson, the list goes on and on. And uh, so I love that town, and uh, so it's 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 an honor to even bring it up. And so when when it came up, basically people were saying, "Oh, you know, Colt was released," and 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 I just happened to glance at it. I was like, "Oh, sh- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good." <laughs> and, and, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and then it just the, the memories came flooding back, and and uh, just thinking, you know, like the, it started. WMMR really started it, and then we did the video. You know, because we had got this moment, started to get this momentum. And then we did the, the, the video with Drew Carolyn, and that broke on MTV, and then the rest of the country followed. Wow. I, and I, I remember, I have so many questions for you. Number one, I want to go to, you know, you said our last shot. So I assume that, you know, uh, that album represented for you guys, this is the best. This is with This clearly is our sound. This is the best. And if this doesn't hit, it just ain't going to work. Is that what you meant by that? Well, well, well it's kind of like we were... You know, generally, you got three bites at the apple um, with in terms of major labels. You know, they try depending on it's a lot. It's very political. It depends on how strong your A and R man. You know, my my clap my Kaplan was. You know, he had had a string of of successes and hits and things, so he was in a pretty good position. But it's also like the zeitgeist of you know how how much risk they were willing to put in. You know, we were very lucky because they there was a switch of leadership. You know. Al Teller was a, was the head of Epic. He left, uh, uh, and uh, and that was just Dave Glue came in, and Dave Glue, who was an Atlantic executive, he 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 saw us play a show at the Ritz, and he said, you know, you remind me of a uh, uh, young Led Zeppelin. You remind me of a Led Zeppelin because he worked on Led Zeppelin. So, in, in other words, all these everything everything had to line up. But at the same time, you know, I think about the fact that it took we had to. <laughs> We had already become a local, you know, we we right, rose up through the ranks locally. You know, we played Irving Plaza. We played all these different clubs in New York. We played mainly CBGBs. So we were really on track, but we had gotten rejected by a lot of the labels. And it took getting hooked up with the most famous person in rock and roll for us to advance. Mick it, Jagger? It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, it's, so on the one hand, you know, God bless him, you know, and, and it's great that he came through. But the fact that it's... It, 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 we have to have that person. Yeah, it's 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 wild. I mean? It's wild, Vernon. Because if you stop and think about it, um, those it, it, and we've we've been in the the radio business long enough to know how important mm-hmm. those those A and R people were. And, and and I wonder now with all the surplus of ways, you know, with the uh, with streaming and YouTube and all the different uh, um, ways to get music out, if we might see a hybrid of that kind of person come back because they, they sort of have gone away in large part, but mm-hmm. somebody who's an advocate to help get behind something, use the sheer force of will and belief in an artist to help it, help them cut through all the noise. Do you know what I'm saying? I absolutely agree. I think, I think the idea of like almost influencer A&R yeah. is, a, is a kind of idea concept that whose time has come, you know, clearly somebody that's in, that's actually, has an ear, but also is is got their you know is really on their got their finger on the pulse of what's going on. Can really spot viral trends before 
before they happen. You know, like a quarterback throws to where the running back is going to be. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, so that's the, the idea is like not to be, to, you know, to spot the, the pre-trend before it becomes a trend and then time it. So that kind of person is evolving. I believe that. I loved what you guys did. The reason your music and that album stood out to me, you and one other band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, were bringing, you were bringing funk, you were bringing soul power into heavy music. And it was so refreshing and cool. Um, was it, and, but I remember it really standing out. Was it, uh, was it resistance at first when you guys came out with that sound? Well, yeah, because people didn't, you know, number one, people were, were trying to figure out where we were coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think people got it really twisted, you know what I mean? Because, because rock had become so identified with white people yeah. at that at that point, and it was almost like a disconnect between rock's black roots. Well, the thing about us is that we never disconnected it, so it was never a pro- it was never an identity crisis. It was never a, an identity problem. The problem was with other people looking at it and trying to figure it out. But we were very clear about it. we were very clear the connection between how Led Zeppelin became Led Zeppelin, how the Stones became the Stones. And we were very clear about the connection between Miles Davis, a Sly Stone, and a Jimi Hendrix. So Mm -hmm. it was never... And the other thing, it wasn't just historical, it was also very current, because I I grew up with bands like... My first concert was Parliament Funkadelic, playing with War, right? The Isley Brothers, I mean, Ernie Isley does... The Isley Brothers and Ernie Isley don't ever get enough credit, because they kept that kind of Hendrix sound alive, but also with hits on the radio, like Who's That Lady and Fight for Power. So this, so this was like a sound that was very alive. It wasn't like a, a thinking of backwards. It was like a very current type of sound, as well as, you know, the influence of growing up, with how the Beatles radically changed. Like they went from I Want to Hold Your Hand yeah. to, to, to Helter Skelter. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, insane. that's like that's like a band becoming, it's like a band starting out as, um, I don't know, like the Everly Brothers and becoming Radiohead right, before right. your very eyes. Well, you know, it's it's, it's, it's funny because you, you have, the music is so good. The music on its on its own, and obviously you're, you're, the, the, the band's ability to perform and, and deliver it and deliver it live, but then what happens in the studio, and I think just in production, a lot of people who aren't familiar with the, the, the process of, of, of production and audio recording and, and capturing and and accenting and accentuating an artist's capability, that that album in particular, Vivid, you can hear, you can know that sound instantly when you hear it, and and it seemed to be sort of a perfect storm of what you needed at that time. I I give full credit to Ed Stasium and actually Ed Stasium and Mick Jagger as producers. Mick produced two songs. He produced Glamour Boys and he produced. Which Way to America, which Which Way to America is one of the most aggro, it ends the album, and it's an incredibly aggro tune. So he was great. And Ed Stasium, who had been working with Mick uh, on Primitive Cool, we brought him on as a producer. And, you know, Culture Person, we played it in the clubs. We actually did a different arrangement of it. And we actually did, like, a like, intro. Like, you know how uh, um, Desperate People has this kind of intro? Yeah. Most of the riff? We, actually, we actually took the, the chords from the bridge, actually like a, a kind of an intro, kind of very grand, and then we hit the riff, right? Yeah. And then and Ed, he said, skip the intro, get to the sample, which we changed. The first sample we used to do, Free at Last, Free at Last, Thank God Almighty, We Are Free, it was okay. MLK, and we switched it to Malcolm X. So he said, no, man, play the sample, just 
skip the intro and get to the riff. So that's the value of a producer, a producer intervention. Because we were been performing the song a certain way, and he said, "Man, just get right to it." So yeah, so he, so that kind of thing. I spent a lot of time with Ed in the studio working on things, and the way he used percussion. If you listen to the record, really listen to it. He does. A, there's a lot of sound, even though it's just four of us playing the instruments. Yeah, there are a lot, lot of little touches that he puts in that still that kind of sonic space you know so he's fantastic I, I talked to ed yesterday so it's it's fantastic <laughs> you know what i mean i love that guy he's an incredible nice. producer hey vernon yeah. you know about uh, the video for uh for cult of personality and that's when it really exploded for you guys was uh when that hit you know there's several things that that i remember when it, my first reaction of seeing that video because it was so big you guys had a very specific look you know here's a black heavy metal, you know, hard rock band. I'm like, wow, that stands out to me. Look at that guy's hair. You know, Corey had this really long, wild dreads, and he was wearing a a, a wetsuit for some reason, which yeah. was interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, I saw, you know, you shredding. I'm like, look at this dude rip. And one of the things that also really stood out to me was your guitar with those neon uh, colors mm-hmm. on it. And I hadn't seen a, a guitar pop like that, you know, since Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstein, it had a really signature look to it like that. Do you still have that guitar first? I do. I do. And uh, that was made by the ESP company of Japan. But really specifically, it was um, uh, the, the ESP, the New York office, you know, and, uh, and it was myself and uh, the late, great Ronnie Drayton. You know, we were both endorsers and we were New York based. And uh, Paul Skelton worked in that shop, and Paul Skelton was amazing. He had this thing. They would send these guitars from Japan, and he had this way. He would pick a guitar out of the case, and he had this one-strum uh, quality control. So he would take a guitar case. He would strum it. He was from Texas, you know. Yeah. He, he would strum it, and he'd go, POS, send it back. Strum. Oh, wow. Wow. Strum. I could work with this. Strum. I could salvage this one. Strum. No good. Yeah, he, I, I wow. sat and watched him do it with a bunch of guitars. And when my guitar came through, it was because they had done this, this finish. It was, called, it, was, it was a Kulik finish where they take several layers of uh, paint and then they kind of sand it down. And that's how you get this kind of almost uh, video feedback yep. kind of effect. Yep. And then that guitar was spot on yeah. from the moment it arrived and came out the case. And uh, I still I still have it. And in fact, they, um, the ESP company uh, reissued. They did a Colt 86 limited issue of 86 guitars, which all sold out, which is great. But um, I'm actually um, considering donating the original to the African uh, American <sighs> Hi- Historical Museum. Wow. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, because yeah, there's, there's a whole music exhibit and they rotate the thing. And we played for the opening of the African-American History Museum wow. and at the at Smithsonian. So I was talking to these uh, people, and, and I was like, you know, because I was thinking about, like, well, you know, I mean, it's... And I tried playing it, and the guitar is heavy as hell. <laughs> uh-huh. But wait, wait, can, can, you, can, you, can, you, can you tell them, though, if I really want it, can I have it back? <laughs> you know? I, I know. Well, you know what, though, man, I'm a, you know, I, you know, that's like... Uh, yeah, it's a loan. It'll be on loan. It'll yeah, be on loan. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Vernon, yeah. I, have a, I have a question, and I always like getting uh, tips and, and suggestions from musicians. Um, can you tell yeah. us what you're listening to now? And and uh, it, it can be new, new or old. It doesn't matter. But you know, what's uh, what's floating your boat these days? Oh my goodness! I actually have been listening. Like people are familiar with Esperanza Spalding mm-hmm. as a as a jazz musician. 
But she put out these two, uh, like, uh, electric records and, uh, you know, uh, de-evolution, really, really, really good records. And uh, so Esperanza Spaulding, like, her last two records are amazing. And I've been listening to Fiona Apple's record of Fetch the Bolt. All right, so do you like that? Because I I heard all the buzz about it. People, I know, people are divided about it. But, you know, I I actually kind of was like, Fiona Apple, she first came out, I was like, oh, she's cool. And I really wasn't. And then people are very, very opinionated about her, and and I just I just decided because I remember like from the first thing, and then I hadn't really checked in, so I said, you know, let me check this out, and I was immediately in because wow. there's something there's something about the way um, she expresses herself mm. that's very conversational. It's very I don't, I can't tell whether it's autobiographical or not, <laughs> but some of the stuff. That she, the, her wordplay, like the song Shamika, is so great. I mean, because it's, it's also kind of the way she, the, the way the music is arranged, it's kind of like, it reminds me of, almost of Vince Guaraldi, the way the piano is very dominant. And yeah. it reminds me almost of Vince Guaraldi's music for the Peanuts. Now, I love that music, like all the Vince Guaraldi stuff. The Great Pumpkin and all the, the Christmas special. Oh, it's great! It's 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 hands down my favorite uh, Christmas music of all time, and 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 just his trio was was legendary. Loved them. Legend, fantastic, great, great jazz musician, and I think he got dog with. Man, you do cartoon music, but that music was very emotive to me and very made a, a, a big impact on me. So when I heard these kind of ostinatos and things that Fiona Apple was doing, I was like, you know what? She's on some. You know, I I get it. I, I mean, it got to me. And then uh, just the way she talks about like under the table and all this different stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know it, it feels like a conversation. It feels like having a conversation with somebody, and it's it's almost like a perfect music for this time. She sounds like someone that's like over it. Yeah. So here's the deal. Lyrically, I think she's um, absolutely dynamic and and, and genius. Uh, musically, I, I couldn't. Um, and we were actually this is like the second time we're talking about Fiona. We were talking about her off air. I've seen her in concert. I've seen uh, you know up close and personal. Uh, she also showed up on a, uh, a a tiny desk series with the Watkins Family Hour. And I was like, okay, so the Fiona Apple that we knew in the late '90s, or early 2000s is you know she's had. Um, She's different, you know, and and I and I love yeah. the experimental nature of it all. Uh, musically, I just couldn't, I I really couldn't find myself getting. Uh, I was trying to, I was really trying to it's like okay. it. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I know, and I right. know it's okay, but I I I wish I was able to listen to it the same way that you do. Yeah, well, you know, things are funny that way. You know, sometimes things that you don't get, right? Like you're trying to scratch your head at, like you know, when 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 Radiohead did Kid A, there's no drums. On the first two songs, oh. right? On the first couple of songs, they're, they're actually on drums. And I'm like, where are the drums? And I, I, I and that was like, it, it bothered me. And then eventually, said, you know what? This is dope. Like, yeah. it, it occurred to me that this is actually taking, this is, they're not, they're kind of taking the form and they're messing with it in a way that's bringing, doing something. A lot of things that we turn around and suddenly we're like tapping our toe to it. The first time you hear it, it's challenging. It's like, ah, oh, that's not what I, uh, uh, mm. and sometimes like, sometimes it's weird how things will creep up on you. And it may not be the whole record, but it might be a tune. It's interesting how we, we take things in. Sometimes things will hit us right away and they're great. And then you fall out of love with it. There's other things are like, 
I don't know about that. And then suddenly you're tapping your toe to it. It's a, it's a weird psychology with sound and, and music. Yeah. Let me ask you, Vernon, because it, it's interesting. Do you think, and you've made some, some jazz references as, uh, as we've been talking, do you, we obviously know that they, you know, rock comes from the blues, you know, mm-hmm. a, a large part. But, but jazz also has had an influence. And, and how mm-hmm. much do you think jazz has influenced the sound of the kind of rock that you deliver and the kind of rock that we all tend to gravitate towards? Well, well it, it's interesting because I grew up in a time period, you know, when I was, a, when I was a much younger. You know, fusion music had kind of hit and, and also prog music, right? So music like, you know, cultural personality, that riff is one part of that riff is Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like hearing the Ma- John McLaughlin, you know, pioneering jazz rock fusion band, you know, hearing music like the, the, the New Race and the Dance of Maya, that had an influence, as well as hearing all the other, like Zeppelin and all the other emerging, you know, like Sabbath and all the other emerging music at that time. So it's a kind of uh, all these different influences had a part to play. And, um, Think about the career of Jeff Beck. You know, Jeff Beck was, you know, this kind of guitar, Wunderkinder, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he collided yep. with Fusion, specifically the keyboard player from Mob Vishnu Orchestra, Jan Hammer. Mm-hmm. And they had a collaboration for many years. And his music has changed every since. And occasionally he'll dip back into rockabilly, but his music has become this kind of, he's influenced the whole instrumental rock thing very profoundly. And, you know, like like Eddie Van Halen, one of his favorite guitarists is the late, great Alan Holdsworth. Alan Holdsworth, to play with Tony Williams, and play with Soft Machine, he he influenced generations. Like, all the shredding and hyper-shred, like Alan Holdsworth, like, you know, Eddie Van Halen, Alan Holdsworth, they had Steve Vai, massive influence across the culture of guitar. Yeah. So these these things are all part and parcel. I, I think about my list of influences, well, my influences were like, Santana, Hendrix, McLaughlin, Fripp, Jan Ackerman, T- Tommy Bolin, who played on Cobham's record. You know what I mean? So there's all of this different, these, all these different places. But there were also local people. There was a guy I grew up with named uh, Arthur Rames. I talk about him all the time on Twitter. And uh, he had passed on, you know, like, you know, like, 89. And it was heartbreaking thing. They, that guy was one of the greatest musicians I ever saw in my life because he played guitar like re- ridiculous. Yeah. And he also played saxophone like Cold Spring. I'm not exaggerating. And he would go on the piano and co- totally destroy it. So it was just, it was, and he was a thorough, he was a fusion guy, but also a jazz guy. And people like Jaco Pastorius, you know, who played with Joni Mitchell and Weather Report. All of these different people had a huge, they changed the fabric of yeah. what rock is and what rock was. You think about the influence of jazz. You know, think about um, Van Morrison and Moon. That's jazz. Like that, that, yeah. that Moon dance, That's very influenced by jazz. Yes, and you, you know, Sonny Son, Rollins played on a, a Rolling Stones record. You know, all it goes on. You've, you've, you've mentioned a, a handful of names here, like like Tony Williams and Jaco Pastores and and uh, and Billy Cobham, and who are the greatest musicians that ever walked the face of the earth. But they can also be so incredibly complex in what they're doing that it's mm-hmm. it's so hard for the average ear to hear and understand and take mm-hmm. that in. And I have mm-hmm. as much respect for those people as I do for those who can take many fewer notes and pick the right mm-hmm. melodies and so on Absolutely. and turn them into masterpieces as well. Absolutely. And, and, well, and they, they all influence each other. Incre- I, I think that's a very important point. Like like Neil Young. You know, like Neil Young, I love Neil Young, 
and his c- crazy raw electric guitar playing, as well as his acoustic playing. You know, he just he yeah. does he he does not give a you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. He's Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's and that's also part of the thing. It's not. I think that the spirit of punk, the spirit of a Kurt Cobain, God rest him, Chris Cornell, mm-hmm. you know, Chris, like Soundgarden, they were a perfect marriage of very in-your-face, very raw, but they could be very dense and very complex with the altered tunings, with the lyrics. Odd signature, time signatures, yeah. Oh, odd time signatures, but you know, and, you know, and, 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 you know, so much of his great music, of their great music, you know, like, you know, Chris Cornell was dealing with a lot of deep, heavy things, and he put it out there, you know, 4th of July. Like, my favorite tune of this is The Day I Tried to Live. I mean, I'm telling you, that's one of the, I mean, that's one of those tunes that, for me, having been in the business and seeing all of the stuff that that I saw, in a way, that song had a very specific specific kind of resonance. Do you think that so there's something cosmic that ends up bringing these people together? Do you know what I mean? Like you you have a, a you know all these talented people out there that uh you know can can rip and shred and, and w- but for for some reason it is something that brought them together that made them a success. You know, maybe they would have had success somewhere else, but they right. they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, we all ran away to join the circus, you know what I mean? <laughs> Every one of us. Yeah. Certain 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 things are fated are fated to be. And you know, you think of I think about like an Amy Winehouse oh. and it's and you know what I mean and it's just heart it's heartbreaking and heartrending to think about her. Because you know, she's a, p- a person who you know, that's when that's when first for that song rehab. I jumped out of my skin because it it was like when he says, "Oh, finally, I'm hearing someone telling the truth." Like he's actually it it just had the ring of of quote unquote authenticity. Just that you know when she goes, "No, no, no." I mean, that's generations of people have struggled with addiction yeah. and all the rest of it. And her truth ultimately, you know, she struggled and ultimately she lost that struggle. But you know, that's the thing. So many of our greatest, the Marvin Gaye's, the Sam Cooks. You know, they come through and they will say the truth and they, you know, and whether they have hits or big hits or whether or not, when you hear the truth coming from a singer, when you hear the truth coming out of a guitar or a horn or a violin or a drum, you, it's unmistakable. It is unmistakable. It does, if it's, if it's heavy and dark, if it's light and folksy. The truth will out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know what's interesting, though, Vernon, and, and to touch on what you said, Casey, about, you know, cosmically, is there a reason that these groups of people get together? And, and yes, they, they, they go out and musically change the fabric. I, 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 however, now with YouTube, Vernon, in my, I never knew how many virtuoso musicians <laughs> out there existed. Oh, yeah. That there are people yeah, that are that... Uh, that that are that are that uh, uh, that have that ability, and yet they are bagging groceries, and uh, this is just a thing they do on the side. But they're incredible musicians. Incredible, you, absolutely. I, I had no idea unfair. that many existed. You know, the world is the world is essentially unfair. You know, if you think about <laughs> it, like a, you know, a Jimi Hendrix. You know, Jimi Hendrix would never if he had stayed if he hadn't taken that trip to England. You know, Jim, it wouldn't have happened. You know, in fact, it just wasn't. You know, the British invasion, in fact, he was one of the artists that helped to reverse the British invasion trend mm. and kind of bring it back to the States. Yeah. You know, you everybody everybody is on their journey, and there's no guarantees. I Like I mentioned, Arthur Rains, that people, 
don't know his name. He's the greatest musician I've ever personally seen. Not a famous person. And, you know, who can say why these things happen? Uh, you know, Bernard, they- I'm sorry to interrupt, but once you bring up Jimmy, and, and once again, it's a black musician going, uh, by the way, this is how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, but also, you know, you know, he was influenced by Bob Dylan yeah. directly as a songwriter, you know? And Bob Dylan just put out, like, one of the best records of his career. I mean, people have, have counted Bob Dylan out for, you know, when he, you know, when he did Time Out of Mind, it was, oh, my God. Then, you know, Love and Theft came out, but this record, Rough and Ready Ways, I mean, he's, it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And part of the reason it's incredible is because it's him. When you hear Murder Most Foul from his lips, it's a different situation. It's, 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 it's fascinating listening to you because, you know what, the same way I love hearing a, uh, a director who is a fan of film, you're a musician who adores music. So it, it, you've, never, you've never lost that complete immersion and adoration for it. And, when, and, and it's just fascinating to hear your perspective on this stuff. So uh, I, I want to I just mention two bands that are, that, that are they're, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Super. I want to mention band Car Bomb. If you're into the super heavy stuff, Car Bomb. Okay. Car Bomb. Band, Car Bomb. Right. You know, it's and <laughs> the other and the other and the. Insane, I mean, unbelievable is a band. There's a band called Thank You Scientist. Let me tell you. <laughs> what, are they, what do they sound like? I'm writing all these down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Imagine. Imagine. What it sound like? Imagine like uh, if you took. Early Chicago and Frank Zappa and put what? It together. What? Wow. Zappa and yeah, Chicago. And the, and the That's a big sound. And the, and the guitarist Tom Monda is out of. I mean, I'm say that I mean, Tom Monda in the top in the top tier in the top tier. Okay. Ridic- ridiculous, but they but they're like the super heavy band. But the parts, it's like take take or take early Chicago and take Dream Theater and and Earth and Chicago. <laughs> All right, Seriously, that blows like, my mind. That kind of a bit, it's like super project, but with horn sections, trumpet player, and that's ridiculous. But Tom on the guitars, redonkulous, redonkulous. <laughs> All right. And, they're, 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 and they're, they're from Montclair, New Jersey. Thank right. you, scientists. You heard it from me. The, they have a record, Terraformers, and the, some several records. Check them out. All right, man, we appreciate we'll, it. We'll get mm-hmm. people on yeah. that. We will definitely listen to it. All right, Absolutely. well, Vernon, we're, we're glad we came across across this oh, tweet where you mentioned MMR, yeah. and uh, it's it's awesome to catch up with you, man. We'll talk any time you have time. Oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and, and uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my to my my Philly brothers, Jamal Dean Takuma and, and Calvin Weston from the Freeform Funky Freak, uh, <laughs> and, and all the rest of the posse, all of the rest of the Philly posse. Yeah, I love you guys, you know, uh, and uh, thank you so much for, you know, you were critical in the band's career. Thank you. And uh, we, we so appreciate it and acknowledge it. So, you know, y'all, everybody stay safe. These are crazy sci-fi times we're living through, and, yeah. um, you know, we'll get through. We'll see you on the all other right. end, and hopefully we can get another situation like we had at the camp out, which still stands, as I think, for all of us, one of the absolute most incredible surreal moments when you guys played for us out at that event. Yeah. So it was our, it was our pleasure. Hey, okay, guys. All right, Vernon, all right, take care. Weekend. All right, yeah. you too, Vernon Reed.
Wow. Of uh, in living color, not in living color, living color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I, we were just going to talk to him for like five minutes, yeah. I thought, but that dude is a, he is a student of music. No Don't question. you love hearing that, that zeal and his take on it? I mean, it goes across all realms. I mean, yeah. when he was bringing up, he was bringing up legends of jazz. He was bringing up, uh, when you go from Joni Mitchell to, um, you know, a uh, dream theater. Yeah, uh, he's he's covering all across the uh, the spectrum. Nice, that was cool, man. Do you want to hear any of? Because uh, I have Terraformer by Thank You Scientist. You want to hear one of their songs? Sure. Well, it's not the whole song. Well, no, 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 no. I just want some of it. Yeah. All right, well, this one, uh, I'll give you four choices. Do you want Wrinkle, uh, Fix Milder, whatever that is, Swarm, or Son of a Serpent? Um, Wrinkle's fine. Yeah, okay, Wrinkle's fine. I'm a Wrinkle right, man. Right, 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 right. yeah. You're a Wrinkle man. So he said it was Chicago meets Zappa meets Dream Theater, something like that. So they've got a horn section. They've got to be a big band, I would imagine. A lot of members. All right. Yeah, very, uh, very fusion. Yeah. Crank it up a little bit, guys. I could get behind this. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, you hear the jazz? It's good. Yeah. I hear a lot of weather report and, and, uh, and like you said, Mahavishnu in there. I love the that Mahavishnu type of stuff, yeah. yeah. My, yeah. My, my brother was taking guitar. His teacher was a Mahavishnu orchestra. <sighs> so Psycho. Crazy. Their musicianship is just those bands. Uh, it just and, and and like you know, Dream Theater, these progressive bands. You just it's hard to follow. Yeah. per se, you can't like tap your foot to it. It's an earworm that lives with you with everything. But it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable musicianship. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was cool. We need yeah. to take a break, and we'll come back in a second. Keep in mind, giving away our Word of the Week prize today: a Pisic Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit. So don't stray too far. We'll be back in a moment. With the continuing lack of actual live concerts, we're taking matters into our own hands. MMR rocks. The Who, in concert, Saturday night at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series, an hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. This week, The Who. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have a new Daily Rush video that we were watching a little while ago. (laughs) And it's called, Can Dogs Get Sunburned? And the description says, Casey has some interesting thoughts about dogs. And uh, there's a moment that just had us rolling in it. Uh, so if you'd like to watch the Daily Rush videos, you can catch them at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. In my defense, those were not my thoughts. Those thoughts were projected onto me by one Mr. Steve Morrison. Fair enough. Go and see the evidence <laughs> yourself at PrestonandSteve.com. Let's get a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. What's up, Kathy? 
The Vine Expressway westbound slowing Broad Street to the Schuylkill Expressway. You're okay on the Schuylkill, south 95 between Cotman and Bridge. The roadway reduced to three lanes, so you'll see some delays there. Martin Luther King Drive closed still in both directions, and that is until further notice. And Cherry Hill Route 70 westbound. 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 <laughs> I'm only six and a half years old. You'll see I was saying westbound, uh, and what was coming next was Cuthbert. Oh, okay. That's your that. dad's name, Preston, according to Bill West. Oh, that's right. <laughs> how's, uh, how's Cuthbert? It's Cullen, Bill. It's Cullen. It's Cullen. Cullen. Uh, okay, 70 westbound at Cuthbert Boulevard. The offer have closed. That's construction until 3 o'clock. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Hey, Prime members, save on summer's favorite dessert at Whole Foods Market. Get 35% off ice cream through July 28th while supplies last. Find all the deals on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. I'm sorry to dump on Bill, but I have to. Um, the other day we had a great interview with Will Sasso. I really enjoyed it. Will Sasso's a really funny actor, and I ran into Bill in the kitchen, and he said, I really enjoyed that interview with Victor Laszlo. <laughs> Victor Laszlo. What? Like, he's not even trying. He purposely does that. Yeah. No, he he way overshadows. He really he made himself laugh. Yeah. Himself. I'm sorry, did you say vinegar instead of interview, by the way? Did I? Yes. That's very possible. Right. Yeah. I didn't hear vinegar. I heard vinegar. Well, listen, yeah. I got crap in my ears, but I heard him say, well, I, was trying I really to say, like that vinegar with... I, Casey, I, I've been stumbling all morning. I was trying to say take care, uh, uh, take care, buddy, earlier this morning, and I said taco butt. <laughs> taco butt? Yeah, take care, buddy. Taco, taco butt. Taco butt. That didn't come out well. And did you just keep going, or did you did you correct he, yourself? He walked away. He walked away. Right. Yeah. Taco butt. He wants to play tacos in my butt. <laughs> no sad, bro. It's taco butt. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I did have a list here, but I, I forgot. Steve, you sent over this piece of audio, and I have not listened to it yet or seen the video, but I'm intrigued. And it's a little boy who reels in his first ever fish. Yeah, Aww. it's so Is it adorable. It's so adorable. They're on the Lake Champlain, I believe. Did you see this, Kathy? No. Okay. And uh, the, the kid is just out with his dad, and and um, the shot is on him. It's a beautiful day. He's the the zeal and excitement and his exaltation. Results in him making a declaration that okay. is, is so funny and profound for a kid of that age. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, reel it in. Give me the net. Is it pulling hard? Yeah, it's fighting me. Oh. It's the first day of my whole life. How hard is this? It's the first, first day, day of, of my, my life. life. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's back that up. That's. Oh. It's Oh. How hard is this one fighting? Really hard. <laughs> oh my goodness. We got it. I got it. We got it. <laughs> let's get this thing unhooked and let's uh, let you release this one. That's my first fish. That makes me cry. <laughs> that makes me cry. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I tell you, I did for a little while, and it took me to my third kid to do this, but I started writing down things that Caroline would say, and I meant to keep a more uh, detailed journal or, or more often, but I only have like two or th- th- three things that I wrote down because kids, hey, they say the darndest they things. They do. They sure uh, do. Our link letter told us. But from time to time, they will say something that's so from the heart. <laughs> You know, without a filter. Right, yeah. And it's just, it's sometimes it's brilliant. Like, this is the first day of my life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that, that, this, it begins Aww. today. This, yeah. it be, yeah. uh, my joy is so pure, it begins mm-hmm. today. Yeah.
so when you become a parent, you really have no idea what you're doing. And sometimes uh, advice or, or suggestions from other people can help you. And I actually have to give credit to Bill Weston's wife. She gave me a little book. Um, and it was specifically for that, Preston. When they say something, you write it down, and it had each day you wrote one thing a day, and it, and it would cover five years of their life. And I, I don't, I didn't complete every single day, but I have it pretty much filled. Like, oh, I have, really? Yeah, like that's got to be seventy-five percent filled, and it's all stuff that Jay said from excellent. yeah until he was five years old. Good for you. Yeah, that's excellent. And before you know it, you're an adult uh, accusing your coworker of having sex with his dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's from the Daily Rush video. <laughs> I've thought about this in a long time, but um, my mom still writes in my baby book. No, nope. like she oh, no keeps way. a timeline. Like when I came in here and cut out my tongue ring, she went right to the baby book and wrote Marissa cut out Are her you tongue serious? ring. Like the first day I was probably on the radio when I first started my job here. How when big I, is your oh, baby book? Well, it's like filled with loose leaf paper. Oh she my just God. keeps inserting pages into it. I have uh, a list that I put in, in notes uh, in, on my phone. So it's, it's stuff that Ben says, and I'm, I'm just going to give you one. Okay. Um, is my dad talking to my son Ben? He said, "Hey Ben, there's a there's a county in PA called Elk County. Guess what they have there?" And Ben's response: Mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? He's right. They He's probably, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably. Good observation. Probably, you know, pick it up at the <laughs> local grocery store. Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, it's the best. Uh, so I, I love that. That's a great video, and it's got uh, it's only got like four thousand views on it. That'll probably take off. I would imagine by the time it hits. Wow. Well, speaking of uh, things. Um, you know, that you that you say when you're younger or maybe that you realize when you're younger. I saw this list, I think it was from BuzzFeed, of people sharing things that they actually learned embarrassingly late in life. These are things you probably would have figured out when you were a kid, and but you held on to them to, <laughs> until you were an adult. You amassed, we, there was just something we just had on the show. Was it Kathy who had it or... or? Something similar to this sort of you find you find out late in life you thought something for the longest. Well, you remember I I uh, always thought that barbed wire was Bob wire, B O B Bob wire. We talked about that. Yeah, I but, wonder how many things I'm going to learn today for the first time. Sure, sure. Yeah, and with this uh, list. There's there's loads of stuff that I that I re- embarrassingly late and never admit that you can like, negotiate that oh. much of your life and not be corrected on it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you a couple of examples, and if you guys have some yeah, of your right. own, feel free to uh, to jump in and let me know. Uh, but this one says I have a cousin who quotes Yogi Berra on a fairly regular basis, and it wasn't until last Thanksgiving that I realized. He's a real person, and that my cousin hasn't been admiring the words of Yogi Bear all this <laughs> <Wow>. time. <laughs> he thought these were witticisms from, from the animated Yogi Bear. From the cartoon. Or right, let me yep. ask you, is Yogi Bear the name? Is he named after Yogi Berra? That's a question I, I, I don't know. I, I always so. assume that, that they took... Something, but it's... from Yogi Berra that they that they use that in Yogi yeah. Bear, yeah, okay, because I know he predates obviously the uh, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one says I didn't know that women could get pregnant without having an orgasm. <laughs> oh my! I God. learned this. I learned that this year. I'm <laughs> oh. 26. I got oh pregnant God. and I didn't have an orgasm. Yeah. 26 that's I didn't that's know women old. women could get pregnant without having an orgasm. Dude, I'm freaking out. She had multiple orgasms last night. <laughs> We're going to have kids. kids. Yeah. Plural. Yeah. Oh my god. Nine kids. Uh this one says I only recently found out that ponies 
are not baby horses, but full-sized ponies. Yeah, it took me a while to learn that one. I yeah. think I was in uh, junior high when I heard. But ponies are smaller, right, than right. horses, right? But, so. Okay, hang on. Our and baby. if you if you boil cattle, it becomes zucchini. I didn't <laughs> right. know that. But ponies are baby horses too, right? I don't no, think so. foals are a baby foal horses. is a baby yeah. horse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Chalk that up Not to something that I just Ding. learned. Can today. we get a bell, please? Yeah, There's I got, one. I got a right. Right Let's here. keep track of who Let's learns. Let's keep counting, Casey's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one says, I was 16 when I found out that the rear view mirror in a car wasn't actually called a review mirror because you reviewed what was the behind you. The review mirror. That's good. The review mirror. So they always thought that was the name the of it. Let's review what I've passed. I wonder how many people this hits. Uh, I thought buffaloes were birds and that buffalo wings were from said birds. Oh, my God. That's been a common one. In fact, there was a, wasn't there a Jessica buffalo. Simpson commercial for some buffalo sauce or something yes. like that? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. yeah some, some company. Because she didn't understand also Chicken of the Sea. Right, right, right. Uh, which was when that when that show was on, she you know, thought right. she was eating chicken, didn't know it was too but they're called buffalo Tuna. wings because they started in Buffalo, right? Correct. Yes. yes. Okay, the, yeah. the sauce, the, the hot sauce, come from that area. But if you just say buffalo wings, some people might think <laughs> yeah, that it's from a bird, bird called a buffalo. Never really thought that they were called buffalo wings uh, that because that's they came from. I know they came from the Anchor Bar in Buffalo. That was the first place that had them. Right. But right at this point, I didn't attribute the name of the item to the city that they started in. Oh, Okay. Yeah. You just oh. knew it came from that bar, but that bar is in Buffalo, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that shouldn't count. Uh, how about this one? This one's interesting. Uh, I just realized, I realized embarrassing late that guys don't have to squeeze their unit to get the pee to come out. Okay. <laughs> really? I thought you had to squeeze <laughs> like it. Bagpipes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like bagpipes. Like you're milking a cow. Yeah. I for the longest kid uh, for the longest time until I was probably I don't know in like first grade or something like that I thought that girls uh, didn't poop and I'll tell you why okay <laughs> because my sister sometimes she'd use the bathroom and wouldn't flush the toilet yeah. And there was no poop in there, but there was toilet paper in there. Ah, because she was dabbing off the old man in yeah. the boat. Oh. All right. So I thought that she they would she try to poop, and yeah. no poop came out. But she, the toilet paper—that's got to be very depressing. That uh, that was in my mind. I but, can't help but notice you're constipated. Yeah, but Kathy doesn't poop, yeah, so no, she doesn't. Right. Nope. Yeah. Uh, this starburst comes out. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Wait, this oh, this tech this texture says I just learned that Kathy's mom is a supporter. <laughs> oh jeez. Dude, God and I'm 46. You learned this that the other day. It's a fun fact. That, that she invented the peep the uh, sexual pee pad? Yeah. The squirt yeah. gun. She's yeah. the endorser of yeah. it. Yeah. We, I mean, we learned that yesterday. This that can't be a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that right now. Your mom your mom will go ballistic. How about this one? Uh, it says, when I was 13, I thought that an orgasm and an organism were the same thing <laughs> and gave an entire speech oh. to my class at the new school about how I wanted to be a marine biologist and work with oh, no. marine orgasms. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was laughing, and I didn't know why. Did I tell you guys about the, when I was in fifth grade, we had a story that we were all reading out loud, and there was a character in the story named Pusey? And every kid in the class was oh, no. calling him, I think it was a him, calling him the pussy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the entire oh, time. Boy. And then, I mean, that word probably got said out loud maybe 25 <laughs> times before my teacher was like, You're the very banish right I, there. I think. Yeah. Uh, Actually, <laughs> 
As you can imagine. imagine. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh we're moving. <laughs> we're moving. <laughs> that was the most sense. quiet move on I've ever heard. All right, move on. <laughs> um, all right. This person says they, they learned embarrassingly late. They said, I was 20 uh, when I learned that white meat and dark meat come from the same chicken. Mm-hmm. I thought there were two different kinds of chicken. It's a valuable life lesson. <laughs> white chickens and dark chickens. But actually, they live together in, in harmony. In harmony uh, as one White single chicken. meat and dark meat <laughs> live together on the very same chicken. That, that was a, another one of the kisses ballad. You had, right. You know, you had Beth, Beth yeah. but you had white meat and dark meat, uh, which Gene Beth sang. the meeting dark meat. Uh, how about this one? Uh, somebody said they learned embarrassingly late in life that women don't give birth out of their rectums. Oh, God. I knew a few people who thought that. I think that's yeah. a common... I mean, kids probably think that, but if, yes. you're, if you're floating up around... Um, Junior high, you, sh- you yeah, should be. Yeah, I wonder how old yeah, this you should person be brought up to speed. <laughs> my son, somebody says they crap out a kid. <laughs> my son said, "Thank you, mom, for squeezing me out of your belly button uh, one time." And I was like, I said to my wife, "I'm like, do we need to?" She's like, "I think he was kidding. I hope he was kidding." No, this, this was, was an they, adult that said this. No, it was my son. Oh, they, your son. They do come out of the belly button. Um, well, your your wife had a C-section. Technically, though, so kind yeah. of. Yeah. As you can imagine. As you can imagine. <laughs> um, let's see. As you can imagine. This person said they learned embarrassingly late. They said, I, I thought the phrase mix by hand meant to literally shove your hands into the batter and mix, <laughs> not use a spoon or a mixer. And I didn't learn the truth until my mother found me wrist deep in brownie batter. Oh, my God. <laughs> are there, there are some things like dough, obviously, well, yes, that you need. Some that's dough, needed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mix by hand right. usually means you don't use an electric mixer. <laughs> that's you, funny. You, you do it manually. Sure you don't want a spoon for that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like in uh, Christmas or not Christmas, the first vacation movie. Yeah, her arms in the Kool Aid. Sure, you don't want a spoon? Real tomato ketchup. All right, and uh, this one says they learned embarrassingly late in life that Houston is not the name of the guy that astronauts talk to. <laughs> it's actually, the city where that is located, where Houston. Thanks, Houston. Where's yeah. Dallas? Yeah. Uh, this person says, and I saw a text come up uh, of someone who says the same thing. I thought that lions and tigers were the same animal all throughout my teenage years, that lions were the boys and tigers were the girls. I've heard that before. Have you? Yeah, I've heard people like realizing later on that that was not the case. Okay. I guess I could see that. Uh, this person says they learned embarrassingly late that in-law means literally related by law. I don't know what they thought it meant. Earlier than that, or I think. That. I think a lot of people on the tiger thing think that tigers are in Africa, right? Yeah, and they're not. I mean, right? It, yeah, people just think that it's a jungle animal, and right. they, they live in Africa, but they don't. Uh, here's one that says: When I was a kid, I somehow believed that every human has their own individual color of pee. And I was always so disappointed that mine was a boring yellow and it could have been blue, green, or pink. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know at what point in life they realized that that wasn't the case. Depends on what you eat. You know, Case, there's a lot of uh, the beets in the the juice cleanse. Yeah. And uh, you'll you'll get a little display. Oh, sometimes I take these, like, uh, electrolyte supplements when I go for uh, a bike ride. And I pee, I mean, you see this yellow shirt that I'm wearing? I pee this bright yellow. All right, here's one that I'm, I learned right now. All right. Uh, this this person says, yeah, I learned at 31 that the BB in BB gun stands for ball bearing. 
I never put that together. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. A, a ball bearing gun. Ball bearing gun. Huh. Okay. I got gotcha. you. BBs are ball bearings? Somebody said they recently found out where pickles come from. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes in in with this one as well. This person said, "I learned embarrassingly embarrassingly late in life that limes weren't just unripe lemons." <laughs> I've heard that before too. Limes yes. aren't unripe. That to me goes along with the great Lauren Harris's um, uh, yeah. that uh, you can make. What was it? What was the tr- the uh, uh, alchemy like transformation? She thought that if you took a cucumber. <laughs> And baked it, it would turn into a zucchini. She also cooked rice with no, with no, water. no water. Yeah, mm-hmm. that she's worse than me. So yeah. my, <laughs> for the uh, year two thousand, we had a dinner. Oh, I don't even need to go into the story. My mom thought that lobster tails popped out, so she was making lobster tail, and she thought that when they were done, the lobster they, tail would they, pop they, out. They popped out, you know, because when they're presented to you, you know, at the restaurant, they they sit yeah, they on top of the, the yeah. they split the uh, the mm-hmm. shell. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> They have, they're not done. They haven't popped out yet. Uh, let me get a call here. I'm going to go to Bonnie. Hey, Bonnie, good morning. Good morning. Good First morning. Time, long time. Oh, oh, thank you. So, Bonnie, what did you learn a little bit late in life? Uh, when I was a kid, I would look through my parents' photo albums, and they had lots of pictures from the 60s when they were in, in high school. And I firmly believe, till I was about 15, 16 years old, that people saw in black and white. That they would actually, that older people saw things in black they and saw white? saw in black and white. And at some point in their lives, they would start seeing in color because all the pictures in the 70s were in color. Oh, my God. <laughs> it makes perfect <laughs> sense to yeah. a kid. Oh it, it makes sense. I love it. Thank and, and I've, got a, I've got a better one. Okay. I've got a better one than this. And this is really embarrassing. This just happened a couple of years ago. I watched the movie... Um, uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And I had never studied it or, you know, in, in, in high school or anything. And, and uh, I, I only knew Pearl Harbor from the Brady's, from the Brady Bunch. Oh, really? So they went to visit that, I think it's the Arizona. Yes. And I thought it was one ship. Oh, you thought all of Pearl Harbor that happened was just one ship? ship. Literally. Okay. Okay. That's that's woefully. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dereliction of your teachers. All right. Thank you, Bonnie. Very, very, very bad. Appreciate it. Jesus. Ridiculous. No, I hear you. (laughs) Here's a text that says, "I thought that Neil Armstrong literally took a small step and then a giant leap." One small step. I did the small step. (laughs) And now I'm going to attempt the giant leap. (laughs) That's great. That is excellent. I love that. Uh, Here's uh, another one. Somebody learned embarrassingly late in life. They said, until I was about 30, I thought that Broadway was just one theater, since they almost always refer to the entire district collectively rather than the theater itself. That's true, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you could see that. The Broadway. Yeah. And they thought that it was a whole, just one theater. Uh, this person says, I'll bet you some people did this as a kid, thought that guerrilla warfare meant that humans were in war with gorillas. With gorillas. Well, that does happen later on, yeah. mm-hmm. once the process is complete. Yes, once Caesar starts Absolutely. to become aware. It's already happening in uh, certain parts of the world right now. Uh, this one says, I was about 10 when I realized that every state doesn't have their own brand of cars. <laughs> Everyone in my house drove a Chevrolet, so I, I figured it was the state car. <laughs> and that maybe Texas had Honda or California had a Ford, sure. yeah, etc. Well, so, you can tell where people were from by what they were driving. But 10 is not too crazy late to be learning something like that. Um, somebody here said they learned uh, embarrassingly late that a- ambulances don't patrol around like police cars <laughs> looking for <laughs> hurt people. 
Well, the, the, you had the, the, one of the classic ones, Kathy, was your friend who was an adult thinking about oh, the luggage plane. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, yes, she she said, well, you know, when they, when they put the uh, luggage in, in that plane, <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> she was like, well, the cargo plane that f- and <sighs> flies behind. And I remember my cousin was like, you're joking, right? You think the luggage goes in a plane that flies <laughs> behind the actual passenger plane? And she, like, immediately was, like, I guess thought about it and, uh-huh. and just was like, oh, man. Like, wow. she, she couldn't come wow. back from it. She was like. Yeah, I thought that. Oh, well, at there's least, no way out of it, yeah. At least she admitted it, yeah. you know. And then you have to go, have you ever seen two planes, planes flying fl- like, yeah. right next to each other? A whole, you know. Yeah, the luggage got lost because the luggage plane got to, uh, <laughs> destroyed in a crash. Uh, by the way, Nick brought this up on Wikipedia that uh, it says it's Wick BB guns. Uh, and it says that uh, the they're designed to fire a metallic ball projectile called BBs, not to be confused with ball bearings, huh. which are approximately the same size as uh, BB size lead birdshot. But I wonder if they got the name from ball bearing. I don't know. I don't think so. No, like BB is is one size, AA is a size, FF is a size. So oh. yeah, so it's it's the size of the the shot, the bird shot. Okay, okay. so that's where it comes from. Not- not we all just bearings. learned that today. Yeah, I guess so. I told you guys this like two or three months ago about uh, I thought the name of the song was uh, Shiloh uh, with, uh, from um, uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's uh, Shallow. Shallow. Yeah. Yeah. Shiloh. Shiloh. Yeah. Well, tribute to the Civil War. Yeah, that's what know. I thought. Mm-hmm. The Battle of Shiloh. <laughs> Battle. Uh, this text says, or not a text, is uh, from this list of uh, things that people learned embarrassingly late in life. I was a sophomore in high school when I learned that West Virginia is a state. <laughs> I was assumed it worked like Southern California, Northern California. Right. Just West Virginia. West yeah. Virginia. Don't hear much about East Virginia. No. Uh, let's see. This person said, I didn't know that lambs were baby sheep until I was in my 30s. And I was horrified. I think it was just like a different animal on its own? Yeah. Okay. A lamb and sheep <laughs> were different. Uh, this one says, I thought that the do not pass road sign literally meant... Do not die here, as in do not, as in don't pass away. Wow, man, that's morbid. I had to ask my grandpa what would happen if someone got into a car accident and died right, there. Right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person says, "I only recently learned that a wolverine is an actual animal." <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one before. They thought it was a superhero. Yeah, it's like the the, uh, the deer crossing sign too. Going back to the do how do they know to cross there? Yeah, right? yeah. How come they're always crossing at this particular spot? I'm going to go to John. Hi, John. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> What's up? Hey, uh, I recently found out a couple weeks ago that the company Dove that makes the soap didn't also make the chocolate. <laughs> oh, Dove soap and Dove chocolate. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, yes, I could see where you might think that. Yeah, um, sure but, that? yeah. that was just a brand name. Is a brand Now, is there a Dove umbrella company? I don't think so. <laughs> I doubt they'd want to be. Making soap and chocolate. And they make umbrellas, too? (laughs) Wow, they got their hands in a little bit of everything. All right, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Uh, Let me go to Sam. Hi, Sam. Good morning. Sam, are you there? Is your name indeed Sam? It says his son thought that the state bird of... uh... It's Tim. Tim. Tim, Tim, Sam. Hey, Tim, what's up, buddy? Yeah, we were uh, recently driving... And we were going through some history, and I told, uh, I asked my son, I said, hey, what's the state bird? And he looks at me with this goofy look in his face and says, Pittsburgh. <laughs> the Pittsburgh? <laughs> As Pittsburgh, he told 
one. He thought he thought the city was called Pittsburgh, so <laughs> therefore that's our state bird, the yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, the uh, Pittsburgh. It's all sorts in, of wrong. In kid logic, yeah. no, that yeah. might make right. sense. Yeah. All right, thanks, yeah. Tim. Appreciate it. Yeah. Nick looked up the uh, Dove toiletries. It's different than Dove chocolate. Okay, yes, then, just what you would have This yeah. has just been confirmed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this says that this other one uh, person noted when I was younger, I used to think that um, people only lived until age forty, mostly because my parents got more and more anxious as the closer they got to it. Because <laughs> forty was always the you know celebrated as your. I gotcha. Now. All right, yeah, the point of termination, like something like lo- lo- remember the movie Logan's Run, where they died at what thirty or something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They- I've heard this one before. This text it says, uh, "Hey, when I was little." I thought the no outlet sign literally meant once you go out down that road, you can never come out. <laughs> so someone new had to bring in uh, groceries, etc. every single time. Yeah, you're stuck so, once you go in. And how old were they when they found out? That was when I was little, yeah. Okay, because those are kids' things. Right, right. To be an adult and think that, you should be committed. Uh, this is great. This person said they learned out too late that they thought the the, the phrase prima donna. Yeah was pre-Madonna and that it referred to a singer who embodied the era before Madonna. Right. Pre-Madonna. So she's pre-Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pre-Madonna, post-Millie Vanilli. It would be post-Madonna, pre-Madonna. Wow. Post-Malone. There you go. Everything after Malone. After Malone, yeah. All right, and this last one says, I was at least 11 when I figured it, figured out that elbow grease isn't a secretion that comes from your elbows when you clean things vigorously. Right, you start to produce grease out yes. of your elbows. A little elbow grease right, yeah. in that. Wow, okay. Uh, this one I don't understand. I'm going to go to Steven, and then we got to take a break. Hey, Steven, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? You guys rock. Thank oh! you, appreciate it. All right, what did you... Find out one day that you realized was simply well, not true. One day when I was like five years old, I was I, I walked up to my dad with a paddle ball in my hand, and I asked him, "What is this?" But at the same time, I asked him that question. My mom asked him what he was making for lunch, and he answered, <laughs> "Tuna fish." <laughs> so, so for, um, for about fifteen years, I thought a paddle ball was called tuna fish, <laughs> dude. And I only found out when I brought it up to a friend at school that it wasn't called tuna fish. So how old are you at this point when you tell your friends you think it's tuna fish? What was that? How old were you when you said to your friends you thought it was tuna fish? I'd say about like 16 or 17. Okay. Oh, my God. Wow. That's funny. That reminds me, there's this um, uh, poet, uh, and I I follow him on um, social media. His name's uh, Steve Coison. No, I'm uh, Shane Coison. And uh, he he does this big, long, he does spoken word poetry. And uh, he tells a story about when he was a kid, his grandparents used to call um, uh, pork chops karate chops. <laughs> and so that's how that's just what he thought the names right. of this dish. He thought they were karate chops. And I guess he, he had a bruise one day at school and the counselors came in and asked him about it. They're asking about his home life and they're asking about dinner or something like that. And he said, yeah, my, my grandparents give me karate chops. <laughs> And so they called because him. They thought issue. he was being abused. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. And he uh, and and the students found out about it, and he got bullied about it. And he says to this day, he cannot eat pork chops. Sure, traumatized. It, it absolutely, had had killed it for him completely. So it's funny the things that you think if you know they're one thing, then you find well, they, out another. It gets later. ingrained in your mind. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, we need to break. We got some stuff to get to, but I don't want you to go hungry. I have some $25 Jersey Mike's gift cards to give away. I'm going to give away two of these. And we'll take callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. We will give them to you. You can order Jersey Mike's through the app uh, for no contact delivery or no contact at the door pickup. Jersey Mike's be a sub above. So callers 15 and 16. We're going to take care of you. Be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? God smack. Killers. Green Day. We just keep on New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Let's take another trip to the files. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. And this morning is brought to you by HERS. You can uh, pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Uh, Full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS, forever good. A lacrosse man was in court Tuesday in connection with three incidents, including one in which he was accused of assaulting another man with a croquet mallet. So he's from lacrosse and he's using a croquet mallet? That's correct, yes. doesn't seem right. (laughs) Uh, Carlton L. Jack was charged with substantial battery and possession of narcotic drugs. Uh, According to the complaint, Jack got into an argument with another man in a garage. Jack grabbed a crescent wrench and then a croquet mallet and hit him with the mallet. Uh, The man told police that he didn't think he lost consciousness but was unable to remember anything until... Anything else until he was uh, sitting on a cot with blood gushing from a head wound. Uh, He needed stitches for his head wound and had a sprained thumb and possible broken ribs. Police noted a circular abrasion on the back left side of his ribs. And, of course, that was uh, from the croquet mallet. You know, in The the Shining, in the book, it's not an axe. It's a uh, a, what's called a roke mallet, Uh which is a, a version of croquet. And that's what he's coming after everyone yeah, with? Yeah, and in fact, he, he almost beats himself to death with it, which it's a completely different story than, right, than right. the movie. But, uh, yeah, those mallets can be pretty brutal. How too. is his croquet game in general in that book? We didn't learn okay. that in oh. the book, but I'll bet he was a master. Damn good. A man is charged... Oh, this is terrible. This is a terrible story, but it's needs to be an absurd fellow. Charged in the death of a homeless man, uh, Keontae Jones can be heard in video laughing at Larry Connor, who is 55 years old, after Connor sustained an injury that would kill him, Las Vegas police say. Now Jones is facing time behind bars. Cops cited footage posted to Facebook. All right, so this guy put this on Facebook. It showed the man identified as Jones narrating as Connor was trying to do a backflip for $6. He's paying this homeless guy 6 bucks to do a backflip. He did it for a Facebook video. Uh, the victim attempted to maneuver twice, but only did cartwheels. He tried one more time. This time he launched toward his back, and he didn't land on his feet. He fell and apparently hit his head and broke his neck. Oh, and this guy, this idiot, is laughing the whole time, and he's telling people to, to stay away. Now nah, he's going to be all right. You don't need to. You don't need to. You know, call the ambulance or anything like that. Dude's going to jail, obviously, for that. But that's just it made me think of you. Remember bum fights and stuff. Uh, like Yeah, that? Just yeah, rep- it's horrible, reprehensible, horrible human being. All right, on to something lighter. Security cameras at a home in Ontario 
were recording when a black bear bar- uh, barraged through the front door and was looking for pizza in the house. Uh, the video pizza show- bear. <laughs> pizza bear. Pizza bear. Uh, the video shows the bear opening the unlocked door at the home. Mm-hmm. It's the second story we've had Absolutely. of a bear opening an uh, opening a door. This is the Jensen four one three. It's in the C series. <laughs> uh, so he did the the unlocked door. Uh, he went in the home, Got walked in, walked inside, and rummaged through a trio of pizza boxes on the floor before exiting back out through the front door. Uh, nobody was hurt. The homeowner says the video serves as a reminder. Uh, to not leave garbage out. I'm going to spray the aerosol spray now. Okay, I can see the laser lines. I'm in. And it can attract other wildlife, so you want to watch out because the bears are getting more sophisticated every single day. I mean, they're, they're opening doors, coming in, and they're actually being fairly respectful of the property. Oh, yeah. this one even shut the door. Yeah. That's absolutely. great. He closed it behind him? Yeah, and he fixed the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta love them. Yeah. Uh, imagine checking your security camera footage and seeing your mail slowly walk away. The creepy moment was caught on the front porch of a St. Louis, Missouri home recently. A sped-up version of the video shows the package twisting and turning as if moved by an invisible hand as it navigates across a few feet of paving to a nearby flower bed. And it turns out the package was being carried by ants. No. Wow. Yes. Uh, but it's not clear why. And you it, can't obviously see the ants in the video. Nope. It's possible that it contains sugar, which, of course, is beloved by dun, the ants. Uh, which are capable of lifting objects 10 to 50 times their own body weight. So I guess a whole group of them. And Casey, look, we're looking at the video right now. Look at the thing. No way. <laughs> That's amazing. And Steve, it's like swirling around. That's crazy. It's moving back and forth, and it's hilarious. So, And that's a felony, too. You're tampering with the mail. Yeah, they found out that it was indeed ants that were moving that around. Well, drinking and then doing anything important is pretty risky. A restaurant in Alabama called Fat Sammy's recently posted surveillance footage uh, from their business, it shows a suspect entering the building while it was closed, drinking and stealing some booze and taking money from the cash drawer. The restaurant owners think that the man must have gotten drunk during the course of the robbery, as at one point in the video he appears to get spooked and leaves behind the money and booze that he was attempting to steal. He broke in. Totally forgot. He got hammered. What was I here for? And he left everything. <laughs> uh, Fat Sammy's posted about the incident on Facebook. He probably even paid. Writing, some pirates broke in last night and stole all of our booty in the register and some rum. Uh, Thankfully, nobody was here. What was lost will be earned back. They at least respected the mask policy. If anyone has information on a couple of dudes with what looks like matching leg tattoos, please let us know. So funny. (laughs) Uh, Face masks make it hard to tell if someone is underage. And a new trend from TikTok Sees teens dressing up as elderly grandmas wearing face masks and using fake IDs to purchase alcohol. Yeah, they're doing the part of the face that is uh, visible. They age. Yep. The video seems to show many having success with their prank, and they are getting millions of views. Stand-up comedian Jason Law, he had posted on Twitter, well... Now that we have to wear masks, this is the best time to buy alcohol with fake ID since the early 80s. Uh, so They're right. Uh, they are getting away with it. All right, we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap up. A Largo, Florida man was arrested 
by deputies last week after he was seen on surveillance video walking around the Burlington Coat Factory with his privates hanging out. Right. Oh, just looking for a coat. And I'm, I'm sort of chilly, and I can't figure out why. Uh, well, De- your dong is hanging out. <laughs> Deputy said 37-year-old Derek Hardison was captured on surveillance video walking inside the department store, picking up a bottle of lotion, and walking around with his penis exposed. Hey, 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 put on a mask. <laughs> and, pff, an 11-year-old <laughs> child witnessed him walking through the toy section with his private part showing. They have a toy section at the Burlington Coat Factory? Uh, yeah, I think they do. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Marshalls do they? has a toy factory. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the child told their parents, who later notified law enforcement. Investigators said Hardison left in his pickup, which they later used to locate and identify him as the suspect in surveillance. They even have an exposed penis department. Do they really? I was wondering how much is too much, um, of your wiener to be showing that, that, that you get past the testicles. I'm sorry. Well, because I was wondering if, uh, you know, you have like cleavage, right? Is there a thing as, such a thing as... Penis cleavage. That's uh, no, there is. there's not. Okay. I think there is. You can be elegant about it, right? Are you saying legally how much of it can you show, yes. or are you starting? You wanting to start a fashion? I do not want. He to start wants it. to go to department stores <laughs> and expose himself, but he wants. But he wants to be respectful. I want to be respectful. What okay. if it's just your pubic hair? Right. You know, if you just pull down your underwear and just your pubic hair, would that be would, a violation? Would that be considered genitalia? What if you're firing a Roman candle out of your exposed rectum? Mm. Right, because you see, like, listen, for, for people that actually have, like, you know... But good, you're at TJ Maxx. ...good bodies and stuff like that. You know, they have that, that the v, v and all that. That is the rule, that if you have a good body, you can expose your penis to anyone. Yeah. Ah, well, there you go. I didn't know that rule. Maybe we just summed it up. And with that, we'll take a break. <laughs> it's, such, it's an obscure rule, but it's there. We're going to come back and we're going to ask... <laughs> A lesson question from today's show and give a prize away. Trash and music news as well. Stay down. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today being a Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to give away the Word of the Week prize at the end of the program. That's coming up not in too far away. But uh, before that, we have some other things to give away. Uh, we're going to do the lesson question. We have 24 karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers to give away for the correct answer to this. I think I got to go with this. Uh, who did Helen Mirren play in Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that, okay? Who did Helen Mirren play in Revenge of the Nerds? 215 263 WMMR, you'll never guess it. You'll had to, you had to have heard it. So let's see if you were indeed listening. Call in now. While you're calling, we're going to do this: the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what stories we get today. What's going on, Steve? Well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been discharged from Johns, Hos- Johns Hopkins Hospital after a brief medical scare. The 87-year-old Supreme Court justice reportedly sprained a muscle performing an iron cross. Which is amazing. Very difficult. Winona Ryder and Vanessa Paradis did uh, not need to testify in person on behalf of Johnny Depp because his lawyers believe they have more than made their case. Said one of his lawyers, quote, the defense really crapped the bed once it was revealed that Amber Heard crapped the bed. Oh, my God. And finally, Sophia Richie and Scott Disick are reportedly working things out after their split just a few months ago. Richie admits to being a size queen and says Disick is the biggest dick she knows. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 All 
right, to the phones we go. Let's see if we can find an answer to this question. Who did Helen Mirren play in Revenge of the Nerds? And I'm going to go to Pete for the answer. Yo, Pete, how you doing? I'm good, man. Happy Friday. Yeah. Same to you, brother. All right, so who did Helen Mirren play in Revenge of the Nerds? That would be Booger's mom. Booger's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Pete. We're going to give you a 24-karat golden rose from Stephen Singer Jewelers. Stephen Singer Jewelers showroom at the other corner of 8th and Mall. That is now open uh, for appointments only. So go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, and it is brought to you by Godshalls, all the bacon taste, 80% less fat, and the hometown favorite. Uh, Godshalls Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon, from their family of owners to yours, available at Acme, ShopRite, Wegmans, Redner's, Walmart, and Sam's Club. Uh, we'll start with news on the killers. They will release a new album called Imploding the Mirage, and that will be August 21st. This is their sixth studio album. And it was recorded in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Park City, Utah. NME reports that the project features various special guests, including Lindsey Buckingham, Katie Lang, uh, Way is Blood, Adam Grunesio, uh, I guess, from War on Drugs, uh, Blake Mills, and Lucius. Uh, the Killers shared the information and the album cover on Instagram, writing, COVID-19 monkey wrenched us, but we preserved Folks, mark your calendar. So that's coming out August 21st. All right, here's an interesting little dust-up that took place online. Former Skid Row lead uh, lead singer Sebastian Bach and Fozzie, yeah. wrestler, of course, wrestler, but frontman uh, Chris Jericho, got into a full-on Twitter war on Wednesday night after Bach accused Jericho of lip-syncing his performances. Mm-hmm. Bach referred to Jericho tweeting, he definitely does consider that, uh, he definitely does considering that he mimes to a tape. And Jericho responded with, I sing my ass off every night, dude. Do you really want to go there? And then things escalated when Bach referred to Jericho as Millie Vanilli uh-huh. and asked for a clip of him singing live. Jericho fired back comparing their career uh, stats tweeting, I have five top 30 singles in the last five years with my band, Fozzie. I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Bach, who had three top 30 singles 30 years ago. <laughs> I always admired him as a singer and a friend, and I still do. Well, after tweeting uh, Bach that the gloves were off, Jericho added, I've seen the derogatory comments towards me from somebody I consider to be a friend. So with that in mind... I'll be happy to have a sing-off with Sebastian Bach. No effects, no tuning, no BS. Boss is great. He's a great singer, but I'm better. Uh, you've got my number, dude. Call me. You don't uh, want to screw around with him. Yeah, Bach claimed he texted Jericho with no response, tweeting, where is the derogatory comment? All I asked to see, uh, all I asked is to see one single clip of you singing live. Every clip on the Internet is you miming to a tape. I will sing your effing face anytime. I will sing your effing face? Yeah, okay. sing in your oh, effing okay. face anytime. Wrestling is not rock and roll. I will show you effing rock and roll. Well, after Does a few, he know someone? After a few more tweets back and forth, Bach ended it by tweeting, I'm not going against anybody. It's obvious between the two of us that one of us is copying the other as far as being a rock star goes. 
I can guarantee you that that is not me. Uh, Jericho's bandmate Rich Ward jumped into the fray and defended Jericho, tweeting, Anytime I've witnessed Sebastian's name come up in a group setting, the room enthusiastically lines up to say the worst things about him. He's universally disliked. Never witnessed a more unifying topic. Uh, He says he's always come to the guy's defense and shuts it down. Jericho is loyal and was always quick to defend a guy that he considered a friend. Seeing Sebastian publicly go after the only guy that I've ever witnessed utter a nice word about him (laughs) is sad. Wow. Yeah, I've heard things about uh, Sebastian Bach. Uh, Bach came out a winner in one sense. He was thrilled to see that his followers had increased to about 435,000 in about an hour. Uh, according to the singer, and uh, he was the number nine trending topic on Twitter at night's end as well. So they had a little crazy back and forth. It's so, so weird. Man, yeah, it is weird. All right, what else do I have here for you? Lars Ulrich uh, spoke about America's lack of food security while the in the midst of the ongoing pandemic. Uh, while appearing on Comedy Central's Full Frontal with Samantha B. Ulrich touched upon the situation along with uh, Metallica's second round of COVID-19 relief grants via their All Within My Hands Foundation. Uh, He said, one in six Americans are on track to be food insecure this year and one in four kids, which is crazy. Uh, Those are the highest uh, those numbers have ever been. Uh, what's, What's been happening in the last few months during the pandemic is making it even worse. It warms my Danish hard rock heart to see how many of our fans all over America are stepping up, he said. Uh, The Grateful Dead has now teamed with Nike for a new line of sneakers. I've seen them. I love them so much. (gasps) Called the Nike SB Dunk Low Grateful Dead. So the Grateful Dead basically invented CrossFit. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, the sneakers, which come in three different colors, retail for $110. Uh, the shoes fe- feature the band's iconic dancing bear, along with the Nike swoosh on the inside tongue of the sneaker. You get in this case? You know what? I forgot. Are they on sale now? Because uh, I-, I feel like they're going to sell out. And I just tried to type Nike twice, and the first time I typed uh, Nuki, and then I just wrote Buke. So my fat fingers are not working fast enough right now. They might be, Case, because I'm looking at uh, a pair being sold now for $2,200. Oh, my God. Damn it. I was going to say, I'm surprised that they were only 110 I mean, I know they sell out quickly, but uh, most of their stuff, like these special editions, are right. very expensive. Here comes uh, Pancake, our shoe aficionado, shoe collectible aficionado. Uh, so the orange one uh, releases tomorrow. That's going to release uh, through a skate shop in uh, San Francisco. That's the only place. Only to, place you can get it from. The orange one. And the Burlington re- Coat Factory. I want the green right. ones. Uh, they will release uh, across the country next Saturday. A we week, are, a week from this Saturday. Please remind so, me. He, here's the thing. They're, they sell for 110 They're going to sell out. Yeah. Immediately. Very quickly. And chances are that... There, there are things called bots where you can pay yeah. a website to get you this immediately. You just have to pay. What about stores? More. Can, can you? Get, um, will they have them in like Foot Locker? I can't imagine. They had the one. They had so, the... so they're a skate shoe. So uh, Nike so SB is top? is their uh, skateboarding shoe. So they will uh, be in skateboarding stores. So th- there are some like there's one uh, out near me that's uh, Dogwood that's out in Langhorn, but. I don't know. You if don't know will, who will get right, it, right? I'm not sure who will get it. I because don't think that they tell you who's going to get it. <laughs> Remember when they um, they did the SpongeBob ones? That yes. was in stores. Those were the Kyries, people, right? People were waiting in lines. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and they, and that's how they build the excitement. They do stuff like this. You ever yeah. want to yes. get Kathy involved in music news, make sure to mention shoes. <laughs> well, Kathy, the only time you ever talked during Kathy, music news, ever. You, you were yeah. walking past a Foot Locker, right? And there was a huge line. Huge line. Like, and I was hey, like, what's going on in there? Yeah, I was like, what are you guys all waiting for? And then I'm, and I was like, it, Jace was really into SpongeBob at the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm, the line wasn't that long. I said, do you still have kids' shoes in here before I get in line? He said, that's what we have left. So I was like, oh, perfect. And I got in line. They were like $250. I was like... He's eight. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. He's eight, and he'll be grown out of them in like six months. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't get the whole crazy expensive shoe. Yeah, it's just, it's thing. just Pierre have connections. He's got to have. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, it's it's not really through through the bands, but but we could we could try to get some people. I I, I, I got to uh, dress uh, dance on the the dugout during a Phillies game when they did a, a Grateful Dead night and I was the orange bear so I really wanted Want the, the orange, orange ones and then, then they were like it's only going to be released in San Francisco but ah. uh, it's all good. Alright. Thanks Pancake. Thanks, Thank you Pancake. He knows his shoes. Uh, the dancing bear was inspired by the Dead's legendary sound man and early LSD producer Osley Stanley. According to Nike.com the new line features bear inspired detailing such as faux fur and suede upper uh, a frayed-like swoosh mimicking the bear's collars. Um, and dead archivist and legacy manager David Lemieux said in a statement, uh, as the band's benefactor, Bear was an incredibly huge part of the Grateful Dead's ability to become who they were. Uh, they were talented musicians, but they would not have had the financial freedom to forego jobs, move to Los Angeles, and practice for 14 hours a day. The band wouldn't become what it is today without Bear's innovations. And contributions. The same fiercely independent spirit from uh, Sandy Buttaker, who's the Nike SB founder, helped create the authenticity within the skate community. They're referring to Bear. Who's Bear? I think that's just the... the, the, the Who's Lou? <laughs> Who's Lou? Who is Lou? I think when they say Bear, they talk about, um, they're talking about the, the Grateful Dead Bear, I guess. Maybe it's just a... Uh... Innovations and contributions, though. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Case, you can set a reminder on Nike, uh, Nike's website to uh, to remind oh, you to remind you when they go on sale. I'm not going to be able to get in. You know, that's that, yeah, that's great. Well, listen, might. I I can try, but um... by the way, Bear is a person uh, who oh. uh, also had. We talked. To okay, you so that's in the week. this yeah. guy I said Osley Stanley. Okay, yes. so his nickname, I guess, was Bear. His nickname was Bear. Yeah. Okay, and it he, didn't indicate in this story. He passed away in 2011, uh, but it's like the Dick's picks and the Dave's picks we were talking about earlier. Right, right, right. Uh, he. Stanley did the similar things, and his nickname was Bear. Gotcha. Da Bear. Da oh. Bear. What? Dog Da Bear. Da Bear. Dog Da Bear. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Stay on your bear watch. All right. Dog Da Bear. And <laughs> that is all I have in music news for you this morning. That means we have one final break to take and then come back and wrap up our radio program for the week. We will return shortly, so make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Um, it's a Friday. No sad bro at all. And we are getting ready. No sad bro. It's Friday. <laughs> uh, to wrap up in a moment. Uh, but I would like to thank Mr. Vernon Reed. Yay! Yay! Living color. I thought we'd talk to him for... Ten minutes tops, something no, like that. He was great, but as is when we get somebody unexpected on the line, who's a great conversation. We stuck it out for a good half hour and just had a 
wonderful He's awesome. chat with yeah. him. Yeah, so he, he big was music great. fan, obviously, and very thankful to uh, to MMR for helping out. And I'm very thankful that uh, Pierre Robert has arrived wearing his new headgear. We heard, <laughs> yeah, we had heard about uh-huh. this, but had not seen it yet. It is the Devo. Face shield. Duty now for that the is future. outstanding. Oh it, it is great. Excellent. And he just left. left. That was it. Why? Leave it good. Something. No explanation. He, he forgot something. No remorse. Sure. He said something uh, unintelligible and then he walked out of the studio. <laughs> Did I offend him? But Pancake was waiting for him on the other side of the door. So I feel like they. Oh, you know what? He probably made his cookies. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Sorry, anyhow, coming back. Oh, and now he's coming oh, back. He's come back, I guess, with the company that made the Devo hat okay. shield. And uh, are you ready to talk now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not only uh, does he have the face shield on, but he's got a a, a mask that is flashing uh, a starry sky. I mean, That's like flashing correct. lights. Yes, it is correct. Where did you get all this stuff? Well, on the box. <laughs> on the box. I saw the Devo hat, the flower pot hat, and they're making it now with a shield. Okay. And, and it, Devo... Um, please Devo, tell me you're going to do your whole show like this today. <laughs> yeah, I know, you see, the, the flower pot hat was designed according to ancient zuggernaut <laughs> mound proportions used in votive worship. Like the mounds, it collects energy and recirculates it. In this case, the dome collects energy. It sounds healthy. That escapes. He's suffocating. He sounds great, doesn't he, guys? <laughs> it escapes from the crown of the human head and pushes it back in the medulla oblongata for increased mental energy. It is important to wear your Devo hat at all times. Duty now for the future. Very nice. We are not men. We are Devo. We are Devo. Thank you. That's and the shield comes down all the way to the upper one-eighth of your mouth. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, so that's well, where I you have to wear the, a regular mask. The Devo flower pot, which they have creatively... Um, I love it. Uh, ...added a plastic shield to now that you can buy. It's a great idea. Uh, with the great Devo logo down here. And it protects you from all things, plus uh, circulates... Um, According to the ancient Zuggernaut, uh, escaping <laughs> energy from the crown of the human head and puts it back in the medulla oblonga. Yes. Oblongata. Uh, yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah oblonga. Yeah. Oblonga. Desert errata. You have an issue um, with your oblonga. Now, that's more for protecting other people, but yes. Well, it's for protecting me and other people. Very, and other very good. people from me. How about the flashing face mask? <sighs> so... Let's see, I can make it change colors. Okay. Oh yeah, that is Red. actually very cool. Green, purple, hey, blue. Look, I love it. You're not looking. I am. I see it. And it looks like he has a. It's full of stars. It looks like he has stars. a face full of stars. And it makes all. It can make it go in different patterns. I can't see what it's doing. It's uh, really cool. But it's right uh, now. It's staying steady. But before it was kind of chasing. You know, it was flashing. Well, sure. Go into different colors, and then you just charge it like on a cell phone charger. And um, this also protects you. From sparkles that might be flying from, uh, you don't want to worry about droplets anymore. It's sparkles. Ah, from pixies or be. pixie sparkles. Okay, yeah, gotcha. they're everywhere. Those they damn are. pixies, like the Japanese beetles, did, or whatever those things. Lantern are. flies. Did, lantern did you, flies. Did you get this on the box as well? Yeah. Okay. It only took seven months to get here. <laughs> it finally got here. Yeah. Pancake said, never order anything you see on Facebook. But I see these things, and then I go there, and then it says order it. In stock, 
And uh, there's the flashing one. When it flashes, it's better. I like yeah. it when it flashes. Okay. The That's cool, man. Flashing different colors. See, That's Kathy, very stylish. Yeah. Kathy's not I love looking. It. I, what, do you, what do you want? I see it. You're supposed to look at this. <laughs> I am looking. This is very fashion friendly. It is fashion it's friendly. It's good for your umblonga. However, it probably came from China, which is why it takes forever. Well, uh, yeah. God knows my oblonga needs some something. All right. But anyway, that is my message for the day. Yes. Well, that is something. That is something. Not every day you can wear a Devo hat with a shield. No. The flower pot hat with a shield. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what life is all about. You want to wear it, Kathy? Uh, well, no, no not he's that not antiseptic. Got yeah. my droplets all yeah. over it on your shield. Yeah, can... uh, I like that though. I it, love that. Just keep it a little bit uh, tilted forward, and you will actually cover your mouth fully. Oh. No, yeah. There oh. you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, good. that's better. Be, doesn't have to be that full. It's already oh. steaming yeah. up. Yeah. Well, it looks come, really comfortable, it and steam, it looks clean. <laughs> Wearing Mark Mothersbaugh glasses too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you are. Um, he has those kind of um, clear glasses. Yeah, clear frames, the yeah. The lead singer of Devo. See, but you, you well, just, all right. You take so there off. You need to, you got to go get a blowout now. Yeah. I do. <laughs> well, yeah, my hair's a wreck. But who cares? I'm wearing the Devo flower pouch. Yes. Yeah, man. And your you oblonga's know, never been stronger. <laughs> my oblonga is is rocking. <laughs> I feel uh, very oblonga. All right. That's great. Uh, do you want to do the letter of the day? Do it. Nah. 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 Okay. <laughs> but okay, I will. All right, all right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> now, the Daily Letter. <sighs> the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T, the truth. Now it can be told. The plain energy about the energy dome designed by the ancient Zuckerberg Mount <laughs> Call number eight. We can use that time to burn up while they're calling yeah. in. But yes, call number eight at 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead. Continue. Well, the dome collects energy that escapes from the crown of the human head and pushes it back in the medulla oblongata gata da for increased mental energy. <laughs> from the Zuggernaut. From the Zuggernaut. Um, it's, a, it's the 40th anniversary of the Devo Energy Dome. It's not a flower pot, uh, often misunderstood and mistaken for flower pots, dog bowls, car urinals, uh, lampshades, and eventually relegated specifically for use at office holiday parties. These are holy totems, which were actually designed with a more important persis, pur- purpose in mind. You got it? Yeah, got it. yeah absolutely. Okay. It's not like a usual car urinal. Yeah. Well, down. I bet they make other Devo hats. I stuff. mean, it really would work if if need be. Yeah, yeah. you know, you for that purpose. Pee in your hat. Uh, well, oh my god! But it's plastic. But it's clean. It's meant to keep out the coronavirus. Yeah, just pee in it. Droplets. Yeah, droplets. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the truth can now be told. Uh, Duty now for the future was one of the Devo slogans. Yes. And I played the first workforce block of Devo. Did uh, you on MMR? Uh, I was filling in for the midday guy. I was doing overnights. His name was Steve Sutton, and he a very nice gentleman. A little more conservative, though, in his musical taste. And I had a letter for Devo. I go, I'm going Devo. That's the first workforce block of Devo. Nice. Excellent. I may need to play some Devo in our sweat set. I would love for you to do that today. Okay. I think it could happen. Excellent. I love Devo. There you go. Boom. 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 Uh, did you hear us uh, chatting with uh, Vernon Reed this morning? I um, I'd like to say I did. He, but I was uh, in okay. my oblonga dagada. Yeah, well, I mean, Okay, never mind. 
What did he say? Uh, great stuff. He was just very complimentary of MMR, and you would appreciate something like that. Uh, I, but I'm um, going to go to Tim, who's uh, caller number eight. Hi, Tim. You're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks to you, Tim. Do you know the word of the week? Uh, vault. Vault. We are not men. We are Devo. <laughs> you win, Tim. Congratulations. Hang on just a second. I'm and sucker now. We're going to give you a Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. Landis Block, start imagining your own backyard paradise uh, by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. So we will set you up, my man. Congratulations to you. Now, what were you going to say? I was going to say that uh, Landis Block... <laughs> Uh, as part of the ancient dome collection uh, crew from uh, back in the age of the ancient Zuggernaut Mount oh, proportions. Okay. Yeah. They've been around for a long time. Oh, yes, yeah. they oh. have. And that's why they're one of our sponsors, <laughs> by golly. That's right. G-diggity. Uh, well, uh, that should be your rap name, G-diggity. What <laughs> is coming up on your show today? Thank you for asking. Uh, workforce blocks of the Dave Matthews Band. We've got uh, Queen for Brian uh, May's upcoming birthday this weekend and a workforce block of Leonard Skinnerd. All right. And you're doing a sweat set? And sweat set, yes. Excellent. We'll be coming very shortly. All right. I uh, want to thank... Our sponsors, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by HERS, the official chip of making the most of your summer. And by City Auto Park, shop the summer clearance event for sizzling hot discounts. Sizzling. ChryslerCheapCity.com. And also Auto Lenders, a smarter way to buy a car. Hey, a reminder, next week one of the things we're doing is the Preston and Steve Cooling Caravan with our friends at Duncan. They have the Community Cruiser. That is on the road serving up free cups of delicious Dunkin' coffee. We are going to set it up for maybe your construction site. So go to contest at WMMR.com and you can get registered. The deadline is next Tuesday, but we're going to do it next Thursday. So just giving you a heads up on that. Uh, Also next week on our program, uh, we're going to have Kim Fields on. Oh, She will be joining us, Ed. Sure, we'll have some other guests to tell you about down the road. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Have a great weekend. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. I'm stuck behind a trash truck. People, take your own goddamn trash to the dumpster at work, and let me... Moving on the road. Next message. Have you seen the weather forecast for today and tomorrow? It's no sad bro Friday and Saturday. It's glorious. Next message. I don't know what else I have to say to you people. You're six inches from my face. Oh, you're f***ing up, you The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.